Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Mr. Charles, how you doing today? We record everything live. And we do it live. In Music City. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're listening live. Every now we and record then, it live. I forget that we live in Music City. It is Music City. We should yeah. be recording things in here. Ah, I got a guitar over here. Yeah, uh, we, we are not. Nate that. and I used to do music, and we gave we that did. dream up uh, for this dream. Yeah, that we're about to give up. When on. are we going to give this one up? You think? <laughs> oh man, we can't do that. We're on the radio now. Yeah, that's you right. Like 150 radio mm-hmm. stations, you can't give up now. I, I mean. Know. You're on probably more radio stations. You were playing music. You still gave that up, but yeah. you know what are you going to do? But yeah, that's why we came down to Nashville in the first place, and just ended up staying here because why would you go back to communist Illinois? There's no reason to go back to Illinois unless you care about your family. I don't ever go back. So <laughs> I go not- up to Illinois. When's the last time you were in Illinois? Uh, the last time they allowed me to have a weapon there. <laughs> so I still go. I got pulled over one time. And showed my gun to a cop in Illinois, and uh, oh. he 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 went through it. That's because your uncle's a judge. <laughs> not not in Williamson <laughs> County or wherever I was. He was just a cool guy. Got a good Second Amendment guy, constitutional police officer. Yeah. So, hey, if, by the way, the the Fed, the live the Fed Haters Club, the, the, you know the thing. You know the thing. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Fed Haters Club, which is also they join us live, um, actual live. Yeah, which you could go, which you could. Do if you wanted to, if yeah. you could understand what I'm saying. Yeah, right yeah. I, I'm trying I, my hardest right now. I just developed understand. a stutter. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. You should run for president. I should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, somebody check on me right now. Maybe I'm stroking out Oh, from all the stress that how's, I'm under. How's your head? Can you it's, feel your face? It's fine. What I'm trying to say is a live group mentioned the Fed Haters Club, which you could join by going to joingml.com, that we should do a, a, a musical concert for mm. them. Okay. Show, mm. which we did a couple weeks ago. Kind of. Yeah. Nate played some Get Fiddle, and, and mm-hmm. I attempted to sing out of tune, which I accomplished. You did. You, you succeeded at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, just maybe, we might do another show, a musical show at we some point. Just for the Fed Haters Club. Just for Fed Haters mm-hmm. Club. We need requests. I can learn yeah. some songs. Yeah. Not, fr- playing, uh... not Freebird, though. No. God, don't do that. We'll do Stairway to Heaven, though. We can do that one. That's fine. Because yeah. <laughs> I can already play that one. Okay, this is uh, the day of the week where we do our nightly show called Liberty at Night, not our name of our podcast, which is Good Morning Liberty by day. Nate and Charlie are Good Morning Liberty by night. We are Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network, brought to you by Dash. And the digital cash. Sorry, that is in the next segment. That and, ad, not this one. And Good Morning Liberty. And Good Morning Liberty. In the okay. Morning. So we got a few things that to. We, uh, sometimes in the afternoon. It depends. Depends on where you are but in the world. Here's the thing Liberty doesn't sleep. Mm-mm. Doesn't matter if it's in the it's if in the morning. No. If it's in the afternoons. That's what my grandpappy always said to me. Yeah. Was Liberty once and for all until death do us part. Exactly. I, that my granddad said the same thing. That's why we That's do the crazy. show together. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this thing going on in California, and uh, it's it wasn't originally something I really cared to talk about because I don't care about California. I've I've, I've all but written it off. 
And actually, I've written it off. I don't they really cured care. homelessness. They cured homelessness. And that's mm-hmm. what we were going to talk about. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tricky conversation to have because what do you do with people who don't have a home to go to and a safe place to shoot up heroin? You know, and so typically they just hang out on the street, you know, just kind of lay, lay over there on this cardboard and poop over there on this tent. And, uh, that's, that's just kind of their thing, but they've got, uh, they've got Xi Jinping coming in as well as like 20,000 business leaders from around the world coming in for this conference that they're having and California decided that they needed to clean their room. All right. Now it looks like they're setting up for the F1 formula race. It kind of does look like that. Yeah. Vegas. I assume it's just for the cars to travel safely through the, uh, through the streets for when the homeless population inevitably comes back with their signs that they're all sharing. You know, they're always sharing signs. Once I found that out, I stopped giving people money. I'm (laughs) like, it's like at that point it became their fault that they were homeless before I would give them money. And then I real I saw people sharing the same sign on the street street corner by my house and it was like, you know, I got three kids. What do you kids mean by sharing? They use the same sign with like, I'm a vet with three kids oh, and blah, take, blah, blah. But they're doing shift work. The sign belongs to that street corner. And whichever street corner person working that day holds that sign about their sob story in my neighborhood anyway. So the sign stays there. That belongs to the property of that corner that they stay on and whoever so these are your neighbors whoever won the homeless fight that morning for the who was going to stand there is the one that gets to hold that exact same sign and once i realized that the story was bs and that this was some kind of game they were running to buy more crack cocaine yeah i stopped giving them money it's probably a large corporation that owns the sign that rents (laughs) the sign out this is from big sign (laughs) yeah yeah that's what this is i got you it's a it's a profit game okay (laughs) it is all right, you me. haven't heard of the sign renting business? <laughs> no, I haven't, but we oh. need to start one for sure. I can come up with way better signs. Okay. And you just take a percentage of the profits. That's the rent. <laughs> we're doing great with filler today, by the way. Here I was worried about how much time we were going to take talking about this stuff, and it's seven minutes in. We haven't even started talking about it yet. Yeah. That's pretty good. What else is San Francisco known for, Nate? <laughs> the, uh, uh, homeless people, homeless ah, okay. signs and pooping on the street. That's yeah. what it is. The Los Angeles Times uh, quote here, they're clearing out the homeless people. San Francisco gets ready for the arrival of world leaders. Of course, Gavin Newsom, he wants and to... And by leaders, they mean authoritarian mm-hmm. communist. People who... I did see this interesting meme, you know, that there's this Uyghur Muslim population that's uh, being very much mistreated over there in China, like a whole bunch of them in like prison camps and stuff. And you don't really see all the free Palestine people out there protesting about this all the time. What you really see is a lot of people talking about Palestine. It is an interesting contradiction there, or at least a little bit of hypocrisy where you pick one thing that you're going to care about and another thing that you're not going to care about based on the ideology of the people that are perpetrating whatever the human rights violations are. Anyway, San Francisco has cleaned up its homelessness in preparation for a visit from Chinese President Xi Jinping scheduled for this week. The cleanup of the city comes after Gavin Newsom visited China last month. They showed him the same fake streets, and so he was like, I need to clean up my fake streets. 
The cleanup included a power washing and scrubbing of the city streets and the removal of most of the city's homeless camps, according to KTVU. We're going to play an interesting clip here, but Gavin Newsom had some Newsom had some funny things to say. APEC refers to the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit, which, which will host an expected 20,000 CEOs and heads of state in the city this week. San Francisco Mayor London Breed has argued that the conference will bring in almost $53 million, which could revitalize the city's economy. Quote, tourism is our business here in San Francisco, and we need to focus on making sure that the tourist dollars still come back. I don't... I don't know who does tourism in San Francisco. I get it. There's a bridge that's kind of cool to look at sometimes, but is it worth the murder? That's what I want to know. I've been in San Francisco a couple times, and the first time I was there, I got robbed. In the first 45 minutes, I got robbed. Mm-hmm. We were there on tour. and Here's one the of- thing, though. Robberies <clears throat> do surround you. That's true. I you brought it on my... It's probably what I was wearing. Seem to be... Yeah. In the vicinity of a lot of robberies. That's true. Yeah. Are you alleging that I committed the robbery? No, because okay. on camera, it wasn't you. It was somebody yeah. else. It's but always I'm just someone else. Did you check to see that, if I knew the person? This here's the thing. insurance fraud scheme. Let's just say, anecdotally, the times that I've been stolen from, that I've had things broken into or taken off of my property, <laughs> Nate was around. For like all of them. Mm-hmm. So do you invite these people? You're not doing it because I didn't catch you, but are you inviting these people? I'm not sure. Now, I didn't. Do you give off that aura of like, you can steal from me and I won't oh, do anything about it? People see me and they're like, look at that guy. Yeah. He must have some nice things. I'm going to rob that guy. Yeah. No, um, I didn't get robbed that last time. But, but I look had, at that guy. He's not going to hurt anybody. I have been robbed six <laughs> times in the past. Of, And I'm not just talking about someone just grabbed my wallet or whatever. I'm talking about thousands of dollars worth of stuff. I've been robbed mm-hmm. six times. Which is why you're homeless now. And, yeah, that's why I don't have anything, because I'm a victim, okay? <laughs> Xi's visit to California comes amid rumblings that Newsom could launch a last-minute entry into the 2024 presidential race. Who this would is, have guessed that? This is from the Washington Examiner, so a little bit more rightly. As some Democrats have expressed concern, that President Joe Biden could not live all the way until re-election. Recent polls have shown former President Donald Trump beating Biden in a hypothetical rematch. Though some have speculated Newsom is running a shadow campaign for 2024, the California governor has denied that his eyes are on the White House prize next year. Stating it is time to move on from the speculation of someone besides Biden being the Democratic nominee. Now, let's watch a couple videos. Let me tell you why I ended up finding this interesting. Um, you got the quotes from, from Gavin Newsom. They asked him, like, are you just doing this? Like, it seems like you're doing this because the uh, dictator of China is coming over here and because all these people are coming. Because before, people were pooing on the streets <laughs> and robbing people and shooting up heroin, and you didn't seem to care all that much about it. And now, all of a sudden, the city is nice and clean. It seems like maybe that's why you're doing it. And of course... What did he have to say? I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. <laughs> but it's- it's, uh, Yes, actually, that is why yeah. we're cleaning up the city because all these fancy leaders are coming into town. Yeah. Okay. Um, some people didn't take kind of like how in North Korea, you know, they put the fat kids. I, it, it reminded me of that movie, The Interview, yeah. where they take him through the little fake 
town square and you got the grocery store with the fat kids standing outside yeah. waving at him. Like it's that kind of thing. What's that called? A Potemkin village, I think is uh, I might've screwed up that word, but that word is sticking out. Now people were upset about that quote from Newsom. I don't know why he was telling the truth, I guess. And so he fact check true doubled down on why it was important for them to clean it up. Anytime you put on an event by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house, you're going to clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders, you got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place. San okay, just, just without, like, the, without yes. the dirty. Yes, that is what we're doing. So if you live in San Francisco, maybe that kind of upset you a little bit. Or if you live in California, maybe that kind of upset you just a little bit. I saw this news clip going around of a couple minutes from What do they Fox. do with them, by the way? That's what I I'm wondering. I'm not sure. Put them on trains to a nicer place, I'm sure. <laughs> I think they just push them out of the areas where, like they've mapped out where people are going to be going for this conference and they've put those fences up and all that stuff. And basically they looked at the map of where people are going to be driving and going and they just kind of push people out from there, you know, like Palestinians, like they just kind of pushed them away (laughs) from the area. So uh, let's watch this news clip and we'll talk about why I found this to be something worth talking about today. Yes, that's right. The summit is expected to bring in $53 million, filling hotel rooms, bringing big business. And the city did tidy up for Dreamforce, but this cleanup is much more extensive. While San Francisco is in the spotlight for the Asia-Pacific Economic Conference, city leaders are making sure the city shines. Tourism is our business here in San Francisco, and we need to focus on making sure that the tourist dollars still come back. Caltrans repaving major roadways like the Harrison Street off-ramp from the I-80. BART doubling down by deep cleaning their stations overnight more often. The city had gotten a little bit dingy over time. Scrubbing and power washing is happening all over the city. Yeah, the bottom of my shoes look clean. It's noticeable how clear the streets look and how few homeless encampments there are on major thoroughfares. Having been a longtime resident in the Bay Area, you just naturally start to wonder of like houseless folks being displaced. Public Works is installing decorative crosswalks in North Beach and Chinatown. And the Webster Street Pedestrian Bridge in Japantown was recently repainted. The Yerba Buena Gardens at the Moscone Center are decked out with new colorful landscaping and murals, paid for by the Clean California Grant, just in time for the 20,000 high-profile CEOs and heads of state coming into town next week. Some people say this should be how it's always done. What about the people who are here year-round, you know, and like local, hardworking, working-class Bay Area folks? Others welcome the cleanup. Anything that brings in uh, a positive look on the city of San Francisco is great. We will continue to do everything we can to maintain cleanliness in our streets. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're coming up towards the end of the year holiday season. Personally, I do look forward to it, but it can be pretty stressful. There's a lot of scheduling that you have to do with different family. Maybe they live around the globe. Maybe you're missing a loved one this year. Adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings that you're having. Therapy can be a bright spot. 
amid all that stress that you're going through. Something to look forward to, make you feel grounded, give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. I've done therapy in the past. It was very helpful and life-changing just to talk through some of these things with people and learn how to deal with things as they come up. Charlie has used BetterHelp for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. Okay, so the most important thing I saw in there, other than the feather in that guy's cap, mm-hmm. the, the little pink feather sticking out from yep. the dude that was uh, that was happy about it, was... The guy that said, what about the people who live here all the time? You know, there are people who live here. They pay taxes here. They pay taxes to California, to San Francisco. Working class people going to work all the time. And apparently, that never mattered enough for them to go about this massive cleanup thing. Like, this is just them cleaning up so they look good when a bunch of world leaders come into town. But what about all the taxpayers that are there? They have no... The problem is... They don't have any incentive to do it. Why would you do that? They're they're kind of stuck there, you know. Tough to tough to move. Maybe they already got a place or whatever. I mean, you can. I'm sure you can move and sell a place for a bunch of money or whatever. But you know, you're just going to keep paying in to the taxes, keeping the status quo. Probably always going to be Democrats and stuff like that. Like, why would you? Why would you do anything? You don't need to. You know exactly. And yeah. so that that brought to light to me the incentives of the government. They have that. This is what it took. What it took was a communist dictatorship sending their leader uh, to your city for you to decide to clean it up and make it look good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that was the incentive process. And it's a, a little bit ironic that it did take a commie coming to town for them to decide to use the people's money to clean up the town. <laughs> that's not lost on me. Well, and it's the fifty-three million dollars they yeah. expect. You and you. I mean, the guy. One guy brought up a good point, which is like <coughs> they want to keep the tourist dollars coming back. Mm-hmm. So you want to make a good impression on people that are maybe coming from overseas. That when they come again, that they'll or they come to the United States again, they'll want to come to San Francisco again. Yeah. And, one, one of the main things you want to do there, though, is make it a safe city. You know. And this whole thing of them not prosecuting people who are stealing, you know, who are taking property theft under a, whatever it is, a thousand dollars or whatever the number is, to me that has a lot bigger weight on why people wouldn't want to go to San Francisco. Because, like, look, I can, <laughs> I can look, stop coughing, please. Okay, no more coughing. I'm trying my okay, best. Okay, thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. But it's like, see, now your coughing made me lose my train of thought. I think it's the crime that really keeps people away from it. Like, that's what I think about. I can handle a little bit of poo on the streets, okay? And I'm not going to just accidentally shoot up heroin or anything, and and that's fine. But it's thinking that you're just going to get robbed and assaulted, maybe, while you're walking down the street. That's a big thing, and that's a problem that they're not actually fixing. If they want to actually fix their tourism problem, I think, yes, it's a mixture of poo and of... uh actually arresting and prosecuting people who steal property from other people. So I don't know. What, why is that me right now? 
Oh man, I'm ready for I'm I'm ready for the boys to start back. By the way, anyone watch that uh, spinoff that they did with the uh, younger Jin, whatever I can't remember what it was called. Hey, did you see that one? Nope. Okay. Anyway, it's got like another group. They're trying to spin it off to to the Gen Z kids, and uh, I didn't watch it. You know, another so, thing that we covered Gen V. There you go. Another thing we covered not that long ago was Tim Boys. Was them giving what was it about a hundred thousand dollars per tent? I don't know what the that, number is. It's that ridiculous. they were going to improve Tent City. It's like let's just say fifty thousand to a hundred thousand, somewhere between that number. Yeah. Per tent mm-hmm. that it is. Yeah. <sighs> it's just yeah. It's just interesting. And then here's the other thing: is Gavin Newsom is able to stand in front of a microphone and be so brazen mm-hmm. and in your face and be like. It's true because it is true. Yeah. 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 We don't care <laughs> about you until now. And it's fine because you're still going to elect me. I was the guy who was caught not wearing a mask at a dinner party. <laughs> yeah. Even though I told all of you, even though I told basically for them to arrest you if you didn't have your mask on. So I can be a like, I can be a hypocrite. And guess what? I won the last election still. So what are you going to do about it? I'm, I'm untouchable. Do you think that's the way these people think? Do you think that people actually fall and for? They're not wrong. No, they're not. He knows he can say that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares? He's going to get voted again. <laughs> I don't know if he can. It's maybe two terms. Oh, I don't know how long. Uh, I don't know how long he's been in there. This what guy the rules will probably are in California. be president. So I think he has a. I think Look he'll definitely it. run for president in the future. He's got the looks. He's got the fake speaking style down. And he's got some, the charisma. Some people just eat this right up. Like I've even talked to people who are more conservatives. They're like, oh, you know, Gavin Newsom. He's kind of likable guy. I'm like, yeah, if you what? if you like the Antichrist, <laughs> sure. He's a likable yeah. guy. No, no, I don't find him likable at all. See right through that mess. He's so fake. He's got to be a cyborg of some kind. Okay, let's move on to the following conversation. Speaking of the presidential election, <clears throat> I got to tell you, the Democrats are clearly, clearly getting very worried about Donald Trump being the nominee, and they are getting very worried about him potentially beating Joe Biden. I think some people are worried about him beating Joe Biden. I don't think everyone is, uh, but I think some some people, I think, would actually like for Trump to win again because the left just got crazy AF after Trump's first term. And I think a lot of people inside the Democratic Party are like, you know, actually, this could be pretty good for us. It's going to rile up the base and get them out there voting again. It's going to help us. Hitler again? He's Hitler once again, yeah. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. 
Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. I mean, we're going to play the clip of Hillary Clinton comparing him to Hitler and talking about how Hitler was duly elected. And I noticed kind of the same thing come out from several news publications today, like this one from the Washington Post that says, I'm starting to think Donald Trump is sounding like Hitler on purpose. And then I saw another one from Salon that said, Trump threatens to handle the vermin. MAGA has got a hold of the Nazi playbook. (laughs) And then I got another one here from MSNBC. There were quite a few today all talking about how Trump was just doubling down on Hitler, on being Hitler. And uh, this one from MSNBC is uh, entitled, Trump's Vermin Talk Creates a Test for the GOP, which it is failing. Uh, It was early last month when Donald Trump used anti-immigrant rhetoric he hadn't used before, telling a conservative outlet that undocumented immigration is, quote, poisoning the blood of our country. A New York Times, now I need to look up that quote and see, because they also said that he said that immigrants were murderers and rapists, and he was talking about just people from Mexico. Like, there's a lot of other immigrants. (laughs) No, no, he was was talking about cartel people, you know. No, Um, he was just, he was being xenophobic. And so I don't... I don't know the direct quote or what the context was. I'm not putting it past them or anything, but uh, allegedly he said poisoning the blood of our country. A New York Times report noted. That kind of sounds like something Biden said, though. <laughs> poisoning the fruit of the trees of the liberty of that's you, watered. Of you, of you know the thing. of That's watered by the patriots of blood. The blood of, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the thing. Isn't that what Biden said? <clears throat> exactly like that. <laughs> the exact words. You probably said it better than he did. <laughs> I bet. That's why I don't recognize the quote directly. <laughs> A New York Times report noted soon after that the language echoed, quote, white supremacy and the racial hatreds of Adolf Hitler. Now, if he did literally just come out and say that immigration is poisoning the blood of our country, okay, I disagree with that. I happen to think immigrants are just fine and dandy, thank you. I got no, I got no problems with immigrants. If they don't exactly love the Constitution or whatever, that's fine. We should have a system set up, an incentive system set up where you got to work hard to get ahead in life and our government set up to where it can't get too tyrannical. And so we don't have to start worrying out, worrying about specific people coming from different countries, ruining our country because we should be set up as a nation that can withstand that kind of thing and be set up as a nation that if you're not someone who's going to work hard and earn your living, and uh, if you're not someone who's going to want a constitutional government or a limited government, that you don't want to come to America. You just go somewhere else. And so that's actually jobs that people and the government need to be fixing or that voters need to be fixing, like holding their Congress people accountable when they do stupid stuff. And you can actually fix the incentive system in the country without having to worry about these immigrants coming across the border doing bad things. Because then it would be a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But and that's... that's- uh, that's that's uh, not exactly what we have. Still kind of, you know. More recently, Trump has vowed to root out Marxists and communists. Was this in his uh, the American Academy speech? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's talking about getting rid of woke and... No, this was in his new book, Mind Trump. 
a Washington Post analysis noted the idea that the German <laughs> the idea that the German government was being haplessly overtaken by Marxists and those who must be rooted out as Trump has suggested is happening in the United States also coursed through Hitler's commentary Hitler talked a lot more like a lot about Jews. I know they did talk about Marxists as well, but I do want to come out and say, I don't think that talking bad about Marxists just immediately deserves a comparison to Hitler. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that don't like Marxists. Okay. And Hitler was a Marxist. First off, he was just a uh, racist Marxist. He didn't like (laughs) Stalin's Stalinists. No, no. I mean, he liked them in the beginning. Yeah. Because they kind of worked together a little bit, but then, you know, Germany ended up attacking Russia, so. Okay, but it was the Republicans' Veterans Day message in which he condemned some Americans as, quote, vermin within the confines of our country that was the least subtle of all. Ruth Ben-Gat. Ben-Yat. Yeah, sure. A NYU historian told the Post that, quote, calling people vermin was used effectively by Hitler and Mussolini to dehumanize people and encourage their followers to engage in violence. And so if you call people vermin, uh, then that's what is it that Hillary Clinton called Republicans? Someone in the chat can tell us pretty quickly. Deplorables. Yeah, that's not as bad of a word as vermin. No. You know, Uh, but vermin's like a rat, you know, like. But listen, it all depends on how you're going to do it. Like you could root out Marxism by setting up the incentive structure in the country that leads to that true meritocracy, you know, and eventually try to fight against that ideology and get rid of all the government schooling or at least open up everyone to homeschooling and charter schools and all that kind of stuff, uh, private schooling. And eventually root out that ideology by having the, the better ideology win out. Or you can like root them out and round them all up and fire them from their jobs and put them on trains and send them to California and all that kind of stuff. Fire them from a squad. Yeah. You can. <laughs> with a squad. Also, yeah. I, also, I mean, well, like you mentioned, deplorable, but also, I mean, what do you think it does when you call people, you know, right-wing extremist, yeah, domestic MAGA, MAGA extremist. You know, like white what do, supremacist. What do you do with a... Do you do, don't expect people to get on the defensive? Is, is terrorist a bad word to call someone? Yeah, kind of a bad word to call someone. So like when you refer to... But I guess to, it doesn't dehumanize like, them because, you know, terrorists are humans. I guess, and, and vermin, as you said, are like uh, rats Rat. or something. <laughs> rats. <laughs> Smell it! <sighs> I don't know. Marxist, vermin? I kind of agree with the comparison. Press for a response, the former president's political operation came up with a doozy. The New York Times reported on Team Trump's discomfort with those noting the Nazi parallels. Here's a quote from Team Trump. Those who try to make that ridiculous assertion are clearly snowflakes grasping for anything because they are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. A campaign spokesman said... And their sad, miserable existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. <laughs> crushed beneath his boot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's not yeah. how they meant it. His German boot. Really at all. Yeah. It's all in mind, Trump, man. You, gotta, <laughs> you just got to read it sometime. I, uh, and, and at the time when these same people are supporting Hamas, they're calling yeah, Trump I know, Hitler. I know. This, it is weird. <laughs> It is really weird. But 
You have to give it to them. They're good. And like, they're good. They're, they're gaslighting and projection that comes out in the form of media mm-hmm. is really good for their base. Yeah. I mean, people eat this, eat this up. <laughs> Thank you. you know? Thank you for not giving me something to remember the fine later I on. I appreciate people it. eat this <laughs> up, man. Democratic representative Doggett or Doge of Texas <laughs> noted, <laughs> quote, even worse than Trump stealing. Sounds talk- like a MAGA guy. <laughs> yeah. Even worse than Trump stealing talking points from history's worst tyrants is the crushing GOP silence. So the GOP is not coming out. And silence saying, is violence, man. Mm-hmm. Now silence that, is violence. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes talking is violence. Other times not talking is violence. It depends on the situation. It's an important point, as Rachel explained on last night's show. I don't know who Rachel... Oh, Maddow, probably. This is an MSNBC article. There's no bar association that can pull Trump's law license or media outlet that can cancel his program, but there is an institution that could intervene as Trump embraces the rhetoric of authoritarians and notorious fascists like Hitler. But they can don the hammer and sickle flag. <laughs> you know. That's another thing. And praise Marks. So wild to me. There is no reason that it should be easier to put a ham. Now, you can put whatever. I think that you should be free to put a swastika in your profile name, just like people should be free to put a hammer and sickle in their profile. That way I we, morally disagree with no, both. It's but. easier to put them on a list that way. Okay? And so I think people should be free to do that. But people can just put a hammer and sickle on their profile and... No one looks at them as a murderer or anything. They don't lose their job. No, no. In fact, but, they probably get promoted. But can you imagine like you've put in a swastika in your pro? You ever see someone with a swastika in their profile name on Twitter? Like you see the hammer and sickles? No, I've never seen one before. No, I'm sure it exists, but I've never seen it. So that that's a weird thing to me. To be clear, that's not because we like Nazis. That's because uh, Marxism and Stalinism and all that was... Uh, worse still doesn't mean Hitler Let's wasn't say bad. At least equally as bad. Yes, equally probably as bad. worse. And if you're going by death toll, just by sheer numbers of dead innocent people, Marxism's way way worse. Communism's way worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess it was the most efficient if your goal was killing people. But at least it was for a good cause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, second to last paragraph. To be fair. A handful of party voices like Liz Cheney and RNC Chair Michael Steele, for example, showed no qualms about condemning Trump's eliminationist rhetoric, but the public saw no similar pushback from the party's presidential candidates or Republican lawmakers. The less the party defends American principles, the more complicit Republicans become as Trump tries to replace those principles with something dangerous. Dangerous Trump. So, Look, as a guy who never voted for Trump and probably won't, yeah, ever unless he's in guy. prison, like you set one rule. Yeah, if he, he's in prison, you're going to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably vote for him. You know, because then it's on principle. You got to stand up for somebody who's being politically imprisoned. Can we talk about? But, oh, sorry, you were. Just no, I was just going to say, as someone who's probably would never vote for the guy, never did vote for the guy. It's just this type of stuff is so infuriating. It's like tr- Trump. I feel like could be easily beaten on like the merits of policy and him not being a real Republican. Like they could just be making arguments against his yes, policies. Against the fact that he's not yeah. actually a conservative. Mm-hmm. You could probably speak to the conservatives or at least the people in the middle mm-hmm. who lean conservative and be like, look, 
but instead what you see to me, this type of stuff, because I feel like a lot of people can read through it, especially people in the middle. They're like, they're like Trump, Hitler. What? I hope, I hope a lot of people are like that. Like that doesn't make any sense. Can we talk about the weird nature of they're calling him Hitler? And you just said that you'd vote for him if he's in prison leading to the fact that he's the one who's getting prosecuted right now by the current government and might end up being in prison come election time. And he's Hitler. Exactly. (laughs) Just so you know. Oh man. Okay. So I want everything the left fears they're doing the, uh, well, they fear that's in air quotes. You can't hear that on the radio, but it's called projection. It's projection. Um, I, I, we let off with this saying that it looks to me like the Democrats are actually getting worried that Trump could in fact be the nominee because I'm really starting to see the Trump is Hitler speak coming back. I didn't see that for a little while and now I'm starting to see the Trump is Hitler and it's also great cover for them because now you got these whole, these pro Hamas people out there that are more left wing, you know, the people who like want the Jews to be exterminated (laughs) basically. And so now you're ratcheting up the Trump is Hitler rhetoric to make sure that everyone remembers that the right wing, the Republican party are the Hitlers, not the ones who want to kill Jews. <laughs> keep that in mind. Okay? I know it can be confusing, yeah. but we got a, a chart for you to look at sometime. <laughs> All right. The other the, you can't make this kind of stuff up, man. <laughs> I start it's not funny, but I start laughing because what else can you do? This like you look at this and you're like imagine you come you like you start talking to somebody who knows nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is just a it's a brand new baby who grew up on an island, sheltered, never watched the news, has no idea. And you're explaining these two presidential candidates. Or you're, I'm sorry, you're these groups of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're just trying to explain the situation. And you're so you tell them about the Holocaust, you know, and Hitler stuff. And then you tell them about Hamas and all that. And then you say that the people who support Hamas and Palestine Killing Jews, yeah, are the people that say that this other guy and this other group are more like Hitler than, yeah. than they are. Well, if you want to fight Hitler, it's like, then you're on the side of people who want to kill Jews. <laughs> it's that simple. It's that simple, folks. Okay, it's not hard <laughs> at all. Ah, oh, God. Speaking of, uh, by the way, side note: I was talking to Lacey last night. Who's that? My my wife. Oh. Yeah. Spoza. Okay. Yeah, me and Spoza. Um, I was talking to her and she, she was like, Spanish? she was like, so what's going on with this? Uh, what's going on with this Israel and Palestine thing? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, who's, who's winning? And I was like, well, probably technically, probably Israel, like militarily, you know, I don't know. Define winning. Yeah. And so I said that she's like, well, Okay. Who's in the wrong? Like, who should I be mad at here? And I was like, well, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. And she's like, well, who's, uh, whose land is it that people are upset about? And I was like, well, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> you know, it depends on what year you want to start in. And we talked for like half an hour about this and we never got through the explaining of like whose fault this is <laughs> because it's a very complicated situation. 
You know, that's mm-hmm. what we've been saying since this whole thing broke out. Like, and she's mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you always say it's too complicated. And I was like, it is. I can't just tell it's, you who's at fault. Who should we be right mad now. at? Well, who, honey, it's me. What's funny, funny is that's what she was asking. And so she was really asking, like, who should I be mad at in this thing? You. And it ended up just being me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All the guys out there know what, what I'm classic. talking about. Yeah. What a classic. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking classic of... Classic story. If you call people... Classic vermin, personal story. Oh, I love personal which stories. Which is what people tune into the show for. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here, is to hear your personal stories. Yeah. Uh, if you call people like things like vermin, then that is just like what Hitler did uh, with, with the Jews. Uh, not if you call them deplorables. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, not if you care them, a, call them a MAGA extremist, domestic terrorist. Not if you put like parents who are going to school board meetings because they're mad about their kids seeing porn or something. You know, like you could put, you can call them terrorists if you're if you're in the government, and that's fine. Although, what do we do the terrorists? Like our government, notoriously, what do we do the terrorists? We create more of them. But uh, no, sorry, we kill them, and then we create more later on. And so that's all fine. But if you call people Marxists unnamed, then that means that you're just like Hitler. I wanted to bring up the fact that there are other people who have called other people names throughout history. And it wasn't just Hitler. Like Hitler wasn't the only person to ever call people names, other groups of people. And so I wonder why they wouldn't go to someone like uh, comparing Trump to Vladimir Lenin instead, because he's also had choice words for groups of people, namely the, uh, the Kulaks. Like, uh, the uprising of the five Kulak districts should be mercilessly suppressed, hang with, hang without fail, so the people see no fewer than 100 Kulaks, rich men, bloodsuckers, do it in such a way that for hundreds of verse kilometers around, the people will see, I don't know if from hundreds of kilometers you could see people hanging, but I guess you spread them out. How many people... Hanging per kilometer would you need for people to be able to see that? I don't know. It's a thing. Um, The people will see, tremble, no, shout, they are strangling the will and will strangle to death the bloodsucker kulaks. Okay, so there's, you're calling a group of people, you know, capitalists, people who own. Farmers. (laughs) Farmers. People who grow food (laughs) and have a cow, you know. Bloodsuckers. I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. Why don't we just hang all the chefs mm-hmm. <laughs> and farmers in the, in, the, in the village? You know that whole saying, you don't hang the hand that feeds? <laughs> well, that came around after this whole thing yeah, happened. Exactly. You know, uh, I was reading this thing where they were actually comparing things that Hitler said about groups of people and things that Lenin said. Uh, so they were talking about passages from the writings of Hitler and Lenin appear. To the right, convey so that they're over to the right on the screen, conveying the metaphors of a parasite or bloodsucker attacking and threatening to consume and destroy the body politic. Hitler identifies Jews as the parasite in the body of peoples, stating that Jews are a people under whose parasitism the whole of honest humanity is suffering, while Lenin called the uh, bureaucracy a parasite on the body of society and the state a parasitic organism. Of course, it needed to be a Marxist state for the for the people not just like an elected government or not even just the government they have right then hitler calls the jew a true bloodsucker that attaches itself to the body of the unhappy people while lenin claims that the kulaks are leeches who have sucked the blood of the working people hitler uses the image of a spider sucking the blood out of peoples whereas lenin says that the spiders have quote grown fat 
at the expensive at the expense of peasants. It says expensive, but that's not proper. Interesting. And so, one, you have a Marxist saying these things about capitalists and uh, and other people, like people who have a cow. And uh, then you have one saying it about a about a group of people, the Jews. And of course, in today's day and age, making a reference to like an evil Marxist person that doesn't work as well. Plus, when you're talking to a bunch of Marxists, you know, he didn't want to do that. And plus, he's talking about getting rid of Marxists. And so, therefore, we went down the line right there. That ends up with him being uh, Hitler. That's I did the math on that one. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes out to be. Yep. Two plus so, two equals Hitler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so we're back to that that's where we mm-hmm. were in 2016 and in 2020 but exactly that we have arrived at the time of 2 plus 2 equals Hitler Congrats. that's all you need to know we made it, 2024 is going to be a really fun year it's going to be great are you ready to go? yeah I'm, re- I'm ready to go, hey there's a new website by the way oh, launching it's launched it's launched it's available, the home page is probably going to be different eventually and i got to change the news page too but um the because uh, I'm working on some of the mobile stuff, but GoodMorningLiberty.us now has things on it, and if you wanted to see things that had to do with this podcast, like where you can get merch, you can go to GodHatesFeds.com. Still, that's fine, but it points you to GoodMorningLiberty.us/slash/merch or something like that. If you want to sign up for the Fed Haters Club, you can still go to JoinGML.com, but that points you to GoodMorningLiberty.us/slash. Fed Haters Club, and uh, you can sign up for as little as six bucks a month. And we're putting. Can you uh, still go to BernieLies.com? Because that I, guy still lies. That uh, that actually good point. That one might be pointing to a to a link that no longer exists. So I need to check on that. Mm. Yeah, good uh, good idea there. I need but by to the check time you listen to this, by the time you hear this, I will do it while I'm uploading this podcast. Nate is going to look at the pointers. Mm-hmm. And He's a very good pointer looker. If you're a young aspiring writer out there who's who doesn't suck, then send me your things and we will do you the service of publishing publishing your articles on our site mm. for people to read. Okay. And we're going to post them out to our social media channels and people will read your words and you will take part in saving the world like we do every single day of the week. Or year. or don't do any of that. Yeah. You could not do it, yeah. too. That's don't, way easier. Don't go visit the new website. Don't get any merch. Don't join the Fed Haters Club. Don't send any articles. Don't share the show. Don't. doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter to us because we're... I don't care if there's zero people or a million people following this show. They and I are going to get up every single day of the week when we want to and fight mm-hmm. for liberty. By the way, on the merch store, if you use the promo code NEWSITE, 25, which looks like Newsite, Newsite 25, on an order, $50 or more, you get 25% off the order mm. and free shipping. Mm. Okay? There's free shipping on everything on there. <laughs> yeah. We're basically giving this stuff away for or, profit. Or don't. Or don't do that, whichever yeah. one. That's what I, yeah. Because <laughs> we're all about freedom and liberty here, so yeah. I don't want to force anybody to do anything, you know? Um. And if you don't sign up, then you obviously you don't care about liberty. If you don't there buy you go. a t-shirt, mm-hmm. you obviously don't care about liberty, which is fine. You're you free don't to, have to. You're you, free to make that decision. You can put a swastika in your handle if you want to, or you could go buy a t-shirt. 
you know? Okay, we did it. We made it to 46 minutes. Let's go. All right. <laughs> if you do or don't do those things, we'll be back again tomorrow, regardless of whatever it is that you do, because we're not in control of you. But Nate, Nate will be here every single day of the week. Because mm-hmm. that's how much he actually cares about real liberty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's the only liberty fighter I know of. Keeps me going on the dark days. Yeah. I have to. Days That's I, my liberty. My liberty is that I do it because I have to. Days I feel like giving up <laughs> where there is no tree of tyrants from which the liberty blood can cut like a double-edged sword Yeah, through the roots. If it's a tyrant tree, I think we should just just cut its roots That's out. That's why we have a double-edged yeah. sword. <laughs> We've got more fun coming up on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering the Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Before we get going, I want to tell you all, uh, make sure that you go to our, our new website at goodmorningliberty.us. So you can find some great articles written by us and by other fine writers in the Liberty sphere. And of course, as always, you can find our daily podcast. We record every day of the week when we want to. The podcast is called Good Morning Liberty. So you can find that on your favorite podcast app. And make sure you leave us 
a rating and review. The algorithms, those tyrannical algorithms over at the big tech companies, they really do care if people leave ratings and reviews. So I know it's annoying, but it's it's good to do it. Ch- Charlie wants to say something. Joining as a guest, as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Thanks for guest starring. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the show. it. You even guest star your own episodes. I appreciate the opportunity. On this channel. Yeah. Well, you got to take days off every once in a while. And I do. So you just have me come in and do a lesser job filling mm-hmm. in in your absence. Of course. Yeah. So uh, thanks for being here, everyone. We're hanging out with the Fed Haters Club right now. You can go to joingml.com and join the Fed Haters Club for only six bucks a month. That's the minimal liberty payment that you can make you can do more if you want to and you can hang out with us live every single day of the week when we want to or don't or don't do it and you can hang out with us before the show and we'll just we've been talking now for almost 20 minutes about no, i meant like don't even sign up you don't want them to do it no we're still doing this right now yeah well they can sign up or not or i'm not. saying i don't care it's a free country yeah it's fine it's I'm not like I we're don't. gonna it's not like we're gonna lobby congress to write a law that says that they have to sign up exactly. for it or anything yeah because we believe in what we say we actually. should though because then we wouldn't have to put any effort into it afterwards yeah. you know <laughs> you just got to do it by law yeah so that'd be good anyway go to join gmail or don't to do that hit subscribe or follow unless you're already following because if you hit it then you'd be unfollowing us and or you could do that if you want to unfollow that's fine too yeah actually unfollow it's monday Morning in some places in the United States, not in Nashville right now where we are, but it's currently Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. I wanted to do a little. I had a great weekend, but I'm not. I refuse to tell personal stories on this show. You're not going to tell a single personal story. Nope. You shouldn't do that. No, No people hate personal stories. But I had a great weekend. Good. What'd you do? No, that's it. Oh, okay. It was great. All right. I had a good weekend too. Watch the Cowboys game. They beat up on yet another terrible team. <laughs> Our quest to beat all of the terrible teams in the NFL is almost complete. Blow them away. So, yeah. yeah, just completely destroy them. I started to feel bad, kind of, <laughs> you know? So uh, that was fun. So I wore my Cowboys gear. Until Cooper Rush threw that interception. God, that was terrible. We sh- Why did we ever like Cooper he Rush? just watched Dak do that in the first quarter. I know. He should have learned. Dak did the same thing. Yeah, like, you don't want to throw it to the other team. That's bad. <laughs> And even though we did win well, it should have been more. Yes, it should have. We should have had like a Miami Dolphins score. Hey, we're about to have a new website coming out, by the way, goodmorningliberty.us. Don't go to that website right now because it sucks. I don't know who made that website, but you're going to want to see this website as soon as it gets finished. And we're going to be focusing heavily on the article section. So if you write things and it's not good enough to get published anywhere else, send it over to Nate at (laughs) goodmorningliberty.us and we'll publish it on our website. Potentially. Yeah, yeah, it's if it's not good enough to get published by us too, I recommend you quit. You should stop writing things. Yeah, writing's you know? probably not. Yeah, you don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You probably don't write good. And so I, w- <laughs> I, I w- to uh, if you can't get published by us, I wanted to talk about conspiracy theories, Charlie. Do you like conspiracy theories? You are a conspiracy theorist. So, I am. Yeah, you flat earther. Now we've already. Is this about the flat earth? No, it's not. Not that. No. We're going to cover that some Does other Antarctica time. Antarctica have a dome over I don't, us? I don't understand what the theory is yeah. on, on the flat earth thing. The Chinese balloons. It's like a disc. Top like we, of the dome. We live on a disc. Is there space or is there not space? The, In the flat earth theory. You're Can the conspiracy theorist. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to those things. Oh. Those are too crazy for me. Mm. But I did pay attention to one way back when. 
like over a year ago now, the Nord Stream pipeline was sabotaged. It was bombed. And I wanted to go through a little, a short little timeline of events because after this happened, of course, we've got the Russia-Ukraine war going on. And immediately afterwards, Ukraine is blaming Russia. The media starts blaming Russia immediately. And uh, we, we took the more conspiracy theory line that it didn't make much sense that it was Russia that did it. And everyone's kind of backed off of that now. It's been months now that we've got a uh, write-up from the New York Times uh, saying that the CIA had advanced knowledge, and they say that it was actually Ukraine, and then we got another Washington Post exclusive over the weekend. That's when you should always release very important information is over the weekend, uh, saying that they can they name names on who the Ukrainian official was that actually took place in doing this. And I just remember when... It was so obvious that it wasn't Ukraine because they would never do anything bad. You know, they don't do bad things. No, they care about democracy. It's obviously Israel. <laughs> That's definitely who it was. Yeah, it uh, says IDF written all over it. Here's just a. In fact, I bet they submerged Palestinian children. Oh, and yeah. strapped them to the pipeline mm-hmm. before they blew it up. Only Palestinian children. Yeah, that's it. Um, here's one, like from September 2022, when this took place. Nord Stream, Ukraine accuses Russia of the pipeline terror attack. Now, these are the people that we're supporting with billions and billions of our dollars, of taxpayers' dollars. That we've already given to them. The whole world rallying behind this country to try and save them from being taken over by Russia to uh, save democracy or whatever the line is. And uh, Ukraine is accusing their foe, Russia, of this pipeline terror attack. And uh, you see, Ukraine has accused Russia of causing leaks in two major gas pipelines to Europe in what is described as a terrorist attack. Ukrainian presidential advisor Mikhailo Padalyuk said the damage to Nord Stream 1 and 2 was an act of aggression towards Europe. I wonder why he would say that. He added that Russia wanted to cause pre-winter panic. And urge the EU to increase military support of Ukraine. <laughs> Seismologists reported underwater blasts before the leaks emerged. So right after this happened, Ukraine's answer is that people should give Ukraine more money. Afterwards, read and, this one here send, too, Chuck. And send military. Something aid. I got to fix yeah. if you want to read that. Gas leak from the Nord Stream 1 is nothing more than a terrorist attack planned by Russia in an act of aggression towards the EU. Russia wants to destabilize the economic situation in Europe and cause pre-winter panic. That's what he tweeted in English. He also called for European partners, particularly Germany, to increase military support for Ukraine. The best response, in, according to him. Yes. The best response and in security investment are tanks for Ukraine. There you go. Not only. Well, that's how you protect you gas su- pipelines, first off. Should you support More tanks. us. We know exactly what you need to do, especially yeah. German ones. He said, <laughs> send the Nazi ones for our Nazis. By the way, <laughs> after this pipeline that's supplying, that's, this is a, this pipeline's going to Germany, right? Like this is how they, this is how millions of people are getting their natural gas. And this pipeline's going to Germany and Ukraine's answer is that Germany should send Ukraine a bunch of tanks. You know, that's the answer. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll go through tanks. a little bit more. <laughs> Nazi tanks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Man, daylight savings time just <laughs> happened. It and did. I got to tell you, I hate it. 
Does and it the make- reason I hate it is because it gets dark and darkness leads to being sad. It, it can. It really it can. can. And we're coming up on the holidays too. And that's a time of the year that people get really sad as well. Uh, you know, you're dealing with your, your families and stuff like that. A lot of scheduling things that happen. I get super stressed out about all the scheduling. So what, do you have issues with that? I don't and know. then it doesn't last long enough because yeah. like the holidays can be really fun, but it's the, it, to me, it's really about the sun. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is it gets dark mm-hmm. and then i get dark but you you know doing doing therapy by the way could be kind of a bright spot charlie i know that you do some do some therapy with your better better help guy every now and then and that can kind of be a little ray of sunshine it's you actually know, amazing you're missing that yeah yeah i love better help it's one of my favorite things to look forward to has it, the week has it actually helped yeah a lot I know. <laughs> I, I mean, tell. as I one of tell. my friends, you yeah. you know what's happened <laughs> this past year, and yeah. so I've done I've done therapy too. By the way, not not with BetterHelp, but I, I've done therapy and it it helps. So I mean, I, I know so some people are reluctant to do that, and maybe it can be tough to talk about things. But tr- trust me, you're not going to regret it. You, you'll be happy that you did it. Uh, so if you're if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Nord Stream report puts Russia, Russian Navy ships near the pipeline blast site. So now we're getting some evidence here, you know, and that the, uh, this is from the BBC, by the way, Russian ships able to perform underwater operations were present near to where explosions later took place on the Nord Stream pipelines. According to an investigative documentary, the vessels were reportedly located using intercepted Russian Navy communications. Underwater explosions last September knocked the two Nord Stream pipelines built to carry gas from Russia to Europe out of action. Look at that. The vessels were located using intercepted Russian Navy communications. And they finally found some Russian, they probably found some Russian guy's passport near the explosion, you know, so they knew that that's who it was that did it. Um, Let's see what else we got. The U.S. is suggesting that Russia could be behind the Nord Stream gas leaks. Hmm. Right. So there's yet another headline right there. U.S. said it seems... Russia is to blame for this week's leaks in the Nord Stream gas pipelines. U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm told the BBC an investigation was being carried out into the cause of what she called an act of sabotage, adding that it is highly unlikely that these incidents incidents are coincidence. Co- incidents are coincidence. Mm. No evidence about how the leaks happened has been made public. Russia has dismissed suggestions that it was to blame. It said claims that it damaged the pipelines were stupid and absurd, which they are correct about. The The assertions that Russia blew up their own pipeline where they make their own money off of the gas that they're selling to Europe. With their own gas. With their, from their own gas. It was always really stupid yeah. that, that it was them that blew up their own pipeline. <laughs> they could just turn it off. Like if they wanted to do, they could, there's probably a guy with a lever <laughs> You know, they could do it's it. one of those like valves. Like, like way the, easier than this covert military operation I mean, to blow be, up the pipeline, you know? It might be hard to turn those valves, you know? Could be, maybe though. They were on strike at the moment, yeah. you know? Who knows? Okay. Now, this is when conspiracy theories start to pop up, you know? 
people are starting to say that maybe it wasn't Russia. Maybe it was, maybe it was the U.S. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was Ukraine hmm. that did this. So yours truly, us truly even said stuff like that. Here's one of the reasons that people were saying this, this weird quote from Biden, like a month before it happened, not a month before it happened, this is earlier in the year, talking about the pipeline. For Germany maybe to not support the SWIFT measures? Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. All right. It's not only will we do it for you, but yes, we'll do it for you. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll take care of that. With the Biden guarantee. Okay. So finally, Biden holding up on one of his promises, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, he finally did something yeah. he said he was going to do. So I don't know. That makes you crazy. Didn't we get that Seymour Hirsch piece you know, that uh, everyone ignored, even though this dude has broken some some massive stories throughout his career? Well, now he's a you know complete conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. Write him like, off. Like, All these awards that he's won. Like this time, Seymour Hirsch becomes a wild conspiracy theorist. Even Far on, right. Even on Wikipedia. Far right he's propagandist. List, he's listed as pe- uh, peddling out the conspiracies. I think they called him a conspiracy theorist when it came to the pipeline on his Wikipedia page. He's a domestic terrorist. But of course, he says that America took out the Nord Stream pipeline. All right, and that's not what the the newest information we have says yet. Although the slow drip of information, I think, eventually leads to the the CIA did it. Like that's <laughs> that's what it eventually gets to. Like stuff like this from the New York Times, where we got a headline from a few months ago: Intelligence suggests pro-Ukrainian group sabotage pipelines. Oh, we have another one about the CIA also. But New York Times finally comes out and talks about this. Not naming Seymour Hirsch or talking about him because he's blacklisted because he said something bad about Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You can't talk bad about Ukraine. That's one of the rules. Ukraine is denying involvement in the Nord Stream pipeline blast. Uh, go ahead, chuckle. Ukraine has denied any involvement in September's attack on the Nord Stream pipelines, which were built to carry Russian natural gas to Germany. The denial follows a report from the New York Times, which cites anonymous U.S. intelligence officials who suggest a pro-Ukrainian group was to blame. That's now that's not Ukraine. It's pro-Ukrainian group, mm-hmm. which is everyone in the world, of course. So Podolik, an advisor to the Ukrainian president, said Ukraine was absolutely not involved, and you should send tanks. <laughs> yeah, you need tanks for sure. <laughs> I added that part. Did I, it's like, did I mention the tanks yet, <laughs> sir? That we weren't involved. No, you can send we, us need, tanks. we need tanks. Moscow questioned how the U.S. could make assumptions without an investigation. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov called the report a coordinated, co-oriented, sorry. It's coordinated. coordinated. <laughs> why did they hyphen? I don't know why it's hyphenated. It's, it's hyphenated. It's hyph- hyphenated. Yeah. Uh, they called the report a coordinated fake news media campaign and told the state news agency, Uria. Uh, Novosti, Novosti, 
And those who attacked the pipeline clearly want to divert attention and request tanks. Yeah, they need more money. <laughs> did, did we mention they need more money? Yeah. Uh, nice theory here in the group, though. One uh, Something we haven't considered in the past that T-Dub said, has anyone suggested that maybe the pipelines blew themselves up? They have been talking about feeling down beforehand. Yeah. And I, I looked, and they mm-hmm. had never used our betterhelp.com slash GML uh, URL before that. Yeah. You know, So mm-hmm. there is a chance, I guess. Well, you know. we didn't pass a law to keep, you know, assault rifles out of the true. pipeline's That's hands. That's true. Mm-hmm. So they could have, you know. You know, you hear about pipelines blowing up, but then the figures they don't show you is that 50% of the pipeline explosions are self-inflicted. Yeah. So it's good to consider that, <laughs> yep. too. All right, let's see what else. Okay, and then we got this Washington Post exclusive over the weekend. Uh, no, no, sorry, this is a previous one. U.S. had intelligence of detailed Ukrainian plan to attack Nord Stream Pipeline. Hmm. This one was out back in June of 2023. Yes, the CIA learned last June that Ukraine might be saying yes to the CIA's plan to blow up the pipeline. I'm sorry, that's not what the article says. That's four months before. No, this was just four months ago that they said that. Um, Ukrainian military officer coordinated Nord Stream pipeline attack. That's the newest thing that we got over, over the weekend. Ukrainian military officer coordinated the Nord Stream pipeline attack. Now, of course, they're going to say that Ukraine proper, the government, had nothing to do with this. This was some kind of rogue operative working outside the bounds of the government. And uh, he was acting alone and Zelensky had no knowledge of the plan whatsoever. In fact, he's been arrested probably. He's well, he's arrested for something else. This guy might just be what you call a a patsy fall guy mm. uh because he's currently uh in jail for something else right now that actually did involve a a covert operation that they say he did not have authorization to do and is currently uh Going to trial for that. That's this guy's just so it totally fits his alleged mo mo mm-hmm. that he has. Yep, this is the guy. Now this guy That's says his modus operandi. This guy says he's not the guy that did it, <laughs> but he did do the other thing. He's in jail for it. He didn't do this thing. Mm. Okay, so we'll see. He could just be a fall guy right now. Yeah. Um, some stuff from the article. A senior Ukrainian military officer with deep ties to the country's intelligence services played a central role in the bombing of the Nord Stream gas pipelines last year, according to officials in Ukraine and elsewhere in Europe, as well as other people knowledgeable about the details of the covert operation. Now that the guy's going to trial for this covert thing, now officials in Ukraine are saying that this is the guy that blew up the pipeline. Mm-hmm. See, they waterboarded him and then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was me. The officer's role provides the most direct evidence to date tying Ukraine's military and security leadership to a controversial act of sabotage that has spawned, it was terrorism beforehand, but now he's a sabotage guy, that has spawned multiple criminal investigations and the U.S. and Western officials have called a dangerous act on Europe's energy infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like seriously dangerous, like millions of people getting gas from this pipeline they and still send tanks though they need tanks in the <laughs> yeah. fine print down here roman chervinsky a decorated 48 year old colonel who served colonels spelled so different so stupid who did that you know whoever came up with the way to spell the word colonel is it the brits i don't yeah third that's dumb 
That's really dumb. There is no freaking R in the word, you know? Or we're just saying it wrong. Who's wrong here? Us or the Brits? It's probably the Brits. Who served in Ukraine Special Operations Forces was the co-ordinator of the Nord Stream operation. People familiar with his role said, managing logistics and support for a six-person team that rented a sailboat under false identities and used deep-sea diving equipment to place explosive charges on the gas pipelines. Coming right up, we're going to talk more about the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage slash bombing. Definitely Ukraine that did it. Is anyone going to end up caring? And we're also going to talk about the QAnon shaman running, potentially running for Congress in Arizona as a libertarian. All that coming right up. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. All right, this is Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. We've been talking about Ukraine blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline and the six-person team that helped do it. Now, this six-person team renting a boat under false identity starts to line up kind of with Seymour Hersh's version of events here. No. Okay. On September 26, 2022, three explosions caused massive leaks on the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, which run from Russia to Germany under the Baltic Sea. The attack left only one of the four gas links in the network intact. As winter approached, Chervinsky did not act alone, and he did not plan the operation. According to the people familiar with his role, which has not been previously reported, the officer took orders from more senior Ukrainian officials who ultimately reported to General Valery Zaluzny, Zaluzny, Ukraine's highest ranking military officer, said people familiar with how the operation was carried out. Who were these people? Mm. I don't know. Probably the CIA. They spoke on the condition of anonymity. Anonymity. To discuss sensitive details about the bombing, which has strained diplomatic relations with Ukraine and drawn objections from U.S. US officials. Ukraine has launched many daring and secretive operations against Russian forces, but the Nord Stream attack targeted civilian infrastructure built to provide energy to millions of people in Europe, while Gazprom, the Russia state-owned gas conglomerate, owns 51% of Nord Stream Western energy companies, including from Germany, France, and the Netherlands, are partners and invested billions in the project. Ukraine had long complained that Nord Stream would allow Russia to bypass Ukrainian pipes, depriving Kyiv of huge transit revenue because they need tanks. Through his attorney, Travinsky denied any role in the sabotage, and he said that the speculations about his involvement are Russian propaganda. Okay, so any speculation about his involvement is uh, Russian propaganda, since Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February 22, Dravinsky had been serving in a unit of Ukraine's special operations forces and was focused on resistance activity in the areas of the country op- occupied by Russia. Now, we get into whether or not 
Zelensky had anything to do with this. Why is this important? I don't know, because we're giving these people billions of dollars and they attacked Germany and Europe's pipeline. And maybe we should be considering whether or not that's an act of war. We shouldn't be considering it. But I wonder if people in Europe should be considering whether or not, if any other time before this whole Russia-Ukraine thing happened and everyone had to pick a side and put the flag on their profile, you know, and talk about democracy and how Ukraine's about, before they had to pick this side, if Ukraine just up and bombed Germany's pipeline, Europe's pipeline, I feel like that's an act of war, you know? But now threatening millions of citizens. But now we're like... Should we give them the tanks? I don't know. Maybe we'll still give them the tanks. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Travinsky's participation in the Nord Stream bombing contradicts Zelensky's public denials about his country, that his country was involved. Quote, I am president and I give orders accordingly. Zelensky says in the press interview, <clears throat> he said it wasn't them. Okay. But the Nord Stream operation was designed to keep Zelensky out of the loop. People familiar with the operation said. Of course. Can you just do this all the time? Like, why don't we just, why don't our presidents just always do this? Anytime our military does something people don't like, you know, like Obama bombs a wedding. And imagine, you I know? can just see Biden in the yeah. boardroom just being like, la, 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 I can't hear you. Well, you could probably, la, 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 la. probably say, you know, certainty that biden doesn't know what's going on no idea. You know, he didn't even have to be doing that we're like yeah we're pretty sure he wasn't there that day mm-hmm. and he could have been sitting in the chair the whole time hey here's some news from dan by the way from the live group lieutenant and colonel both are french oh that makes sense it makes total sense okay oh, that makes sense idiots <clears throat> that's what it is the r comes from them sounding like a dog with peanut butter in the roof of their mouth exactly that's what it is mm-hmm. All of those involved in planning and execution reported directly to Chief of Defense Zaluzny. Not Zelensky. So Zelensky wouldn't have known about it, according to intelligence reporting obtained by the CIA that was allegedly shared by Jack Teixeira, a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard on the Discord chat platform. Yes, Ah. that guy. Officials in multiple countries have said it pr- said privately that they're they were confident that Zelensky didn't personally approve the Nord Stream attack. He probably was like, "No, <clears throat> no don't do it." <laughs> he was in there, being like, "I don't want you to do yeah, that." They're like, no, no, <laughs> I don't want you to bomb that pipeline. No, and the, the general's like, yeah, "I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. yeah, say it louder." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go home and call your sister. Yeah. <laughs> Would you make Zelensky. a phone call around 2 p.m. <laughs> on the 26th? Okay. <laughs> Talking about how much you don't want to bomb the Nord Stream yeah. pipeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you would never approve <laughs> of something like that. I got you. Yeah, I got you. <clears throat> no, I know. No, uh, while. No, I'm not going to do it, but yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, let me see. That, later in the article, they talk about how the CIA had learned of the attack pre previous, you know, three months, I think that's beforehand. what I was saying in June prior to prior to the attack, they mm-hmm. learned about it and they thought that they'd stopped it because the CIA learned about it and they're like, Oh, you shouldn't do that. You know, shouldn't do that. And they thought that it had been stopped and then it happens. Now what's, what's weird is that the CIA knew that Ukraine wanted to blow up the Nord stream. And then when the Nord stream was blown up, they weren't like, 
Oh yeah, that was that was Ukraine. Like we knew that they were going to do this, yeah. and we we thought we'd stop them. They were like, oh yeah, we think maybe Russia had something to do with this. You know, they still try to spin it while they're burning their faxes and stuff like that. But uh, this, imagine this, that Jack Teixeira released some stuff on Discord, and all of a sudden we get to find out about some of these things. I guess I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's kind of weird that this isn't being talked about like it was an act of military aggression, but I guess all you have to say is that the comedy actor at the very top in Ukraine, the guy who is the president right now, since he didn't know about it, then this was not an act of aggression by Ukraine. This was not an act of war where you attack a pipeline supplying natural gas to millions of people in the dead of winter, you know, and Everything's just fine. We're still talking about whether or not we're going to give them more money. And tanks. We're not talking about war crimes for anyone because all they got to say is, well, our, our dumb president didn't know anything <laughs> about it. So therefore, just yeah. give us all your money. That's totally fine. He was on the phone with Biden <clears throat> at the time. Yeah. He had no idea. So the other thing is, I get kind of, I don't get upset. First off, it's kind of a white pill to be so right before so many other people are proven to be so wrong, you know, so that's nice. But two, I'm so sick of people calling people conspiracy theorists. And the only thing that can, the thing that gets you labeled a conspiracy theorist is if you go against whatever the regime is saying at that time, whatever the mainstream media is saying, whatever the military industrial complex is saying, or whatever the U S official word, whatever is. the official word is, if you go against that, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And then you find not out only, of, not just going against it. If you question it, mm-hmm. that's the biggest problem with this is it, questioning. It wasn't that hard. Like who benefits the most from this pipeline getting blown up? It's, it's Ukraine. That's it's not Russia. It's not Germany. It's Ukraine or maybe the U S if the, if the U S uh, was involved with it as well, but definitely Ukraine is the one who benefits. And then you, you know, later I on, I like how the CIA found out about this plan. You mean, <laughs> the CIA mm-hmm. was found out giving Ukraine this fine, plan. Found out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. probably well, what it is. That's probably them getting ahead of the story. But of course, right that's me just being a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. You know, who am I to question whether or not our American government was involved? But, I like how they say here um, they thought the attack had been called off, but it turned out only to have been postponed to three months later using a different point of departure. Than originally planned. That's how they didn't know That's, about. Yeah, it. they were. Yeah, but key elements of the plan, including the number of people on the bombing team, as well as the use of a rented boat, diving equipment, and fake identities, all the same. But they left from a different place, so there's but no they, way this is the same plan that we have drawn out with them. It's probably Russia. Yeah, <laughs> that did it. Yeah, Russia got the plan <laughs> from Ukraine and was like, "We're going to do this instead," <sighs> which would be a great idea, by the way. Then you could blame Ukraine. Yeah, if you, if you found the plans. Well, that see, the only way it would have worked out for if if Russia were to have been the people that did it is if they would have been framing Ukraine for doing it. But mm. the problem is that doesn't make any sense because they're probably smart enough to know that no one cares if it was Ukraine. Basically, the investigation was to find out whether or not it was Ukraine. And we're like, yeah, it was Ukraine. And they're like, okay, well, now we know. It wasn't well, Russia. Well, it wasn't Russia. So, so. let's g- give Ukraine some tanks <laughs> and some F-16s. Everything will yeah. be fine. <laughs> yep and the earth is round i'm just sick of people just sick of people taking all the mainstream and the official narrative so seriously and then 
and then calling you names when you question it. How many times do they have to be so wrong about things before it, for normal people, I know like people in our circle, it's fine to question stuff. You know, I made a joke earlier about them finding a Russian guy's passport next to the explosion. That was a 9-11 reference, okay? You can question things. I'm not questioning the whole thing about 9-11. I'm just saying, did they really find the hijacker's passport in the rubble? Okay, the fire was so hot, it melted steel. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm just saying, finding the guy's passport, that's some luck. That's some luck on a day where there was no luck. And we don't know whether they found it or not. Sure, they could have found it. It's possible. But I want that guy investigating this thing right here. Whoever it was that found that passport, I want him on a plane today to Ukraine to figure this whole thing Mm -hmm. out. All right. And then on a sailboat. (laughs) Diving equipment is where I want him under a different identity. Now we ruined all of our credibility by questioning (laughs) official 9-11 narratives. You know? Yeah. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it. You want to talk about gay frogs next? Sure, <laughs> sure. We'll have uh, RFK on here and tell us about the gay frogs. The water, the fluoride in the mm-hmm. water is making the frogs gay. It wasn't the fluoride. It was... Um, oh. Alt- atrazine. See how close I pay attention? Atrazine, yeah. yeah. That's what, I think that's what it was. You know, the fluoride's making you sick, though. I mean... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. In fact, you- fluoride feeds the parasites, and that's why they don't want you taking ivermectin. Yeah, but just think about what it does for your teeth. To clear out... The, they don't want you to take an ivermectin because they don't want you to clear out the parasites that are keeping mm. you controlled. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's what it is. That's why. I, I like that one. You almost hooked me just then. That's why ivermectin's a, a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah, but you can control horses. Yeah. So. Oh, well. It, okay. In the, in the, <laughs> other, in the other news, <laughs> before we get out of here real yeah. fast. Okay. Oh, I just said a, I just said a, a naughty word. Oh, you said Shmirishmectin. I did. A couple times. And now you can't this. even put this on YouTube. I think you can mention that Ivermectin exists these days on YouTube. Oh, you can? Mm-hmm. And that it's for you horses. You can say the words and it, that it is recommended for horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not recommending it to anyone unless you have horses. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Man, daylight savings time just happened. It and did. I got to tell you, I hate it. Does and it the make- reason I hate it is because... It gets dark, and darkness leads to being sad. It it can. It really it can. can. We're coming up on the holidays, too, and that's a time of the year that people get really sad as well. Uh, you know, you're dealing with your, your families and stuff like that. A lot of scheduling things that happen. I get super stressed out about all the scheduling. So what do you have issues with that? I don't and know. And then it doesn't last long enough. Yeah. Because, like, the holidays can be really fun. But it's the, it, to me, it's really about the sun. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is it gets dark mm-hmm. and then i get dark but you you know doing doing therapy by the way could be kind of a bright spot charlie i know that you do some do some therapy with your better better help guy every now and then and that can kind of be a little ray of sunshine it's you actually know, amazing you're that yeah yeah i love better help it's one of my favorite things to look forward to has it, the week has it actually helped yeah a lot I know. (laughs) I I mean, as one of my friends, you you know what's happened (laughs) this past year, and so I've done I've done therapy too. By the way, not not with BetterHelp, but I've done therapy and it it helps. So I mean, I I know so some people are reluctant to do that, and maybe it can be tough to talk about things. But trust me, you're not going to regret it. You'll be happy that you did it. Uh, So if you're if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Here's a random thing. We'll have to cover the rest of the things from the weekend. I'm interested in why this is actually happening. And this dude is running as a libertarian. His name is Jacob Chansley, otherwise known as QAnon Shaman. <laughs> or Shaman. Yeah, shaman, I know. Yeah. I just like saying QAnon Shaman. <laughs> like it's all one word. The QAnon Shaman, you know, the guy with the horns. Oh, yeah. That guy. Um, the one that is- peace- peacefully and patriotically made his way into the chambers. Is he the one who defecated on Deborah's desk? No, no, that was a different guy. They what does he have that coming out of his arm? Prison. That looks, that looks like a, I'm not sure what's going is. on with that. Hmm. It's definitely Photoshopped. Anyway, he is uh, running for Congress as a libertarian hmm. in the 2024 election. Now we could have a nuanced, annoying conversation about whether or not he's a real libertarian. I don't know. I mean, he made it all the way in there carrying an American flag wearing horns, that seems pretty libertarian. That's about as close as you can get to Mel Gibson and the Patriot as I've seen, <laughs> you know. But was, he was there, you know, protesting a stolen election for Donald Trump. That's a little bit less libertarian if you ask me, but whatever. Uh, honestly, it looks like he's, it looks like he's protesting, you know, America f- stealing land from it his does. ancestors. He does. Honestly, I'm watching the new uh, show on AMC right now called Dark Winds. And it's uh, like everyone's Native American in it, basically. It's like all the main characters in the show. And they're just always complaining about this stolen land thing. Mm. Always. And I'm like, still? Are we still doing this? Gee, we freaking Palestinians or something like that? Come on, man. I'm so sick of hearing. They have a point. So many generations down the line you just need to go get a job so you working somewhere you don't hate property so you hate property rights then what i'm saying is we won get over it like like what dan just said you lost the war okay get over you brought a bow and arrow to a gunfight (laughs) and you lost okay it's not surprising but -hmm. you lost assimilate into the population oh you're so poor on the reservation we got get a job somewhere man Go somewhere. You're Obviously, a human being. Your DNA Go. wasn't good enough to fight smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> really, we should blame the virus. I mean, smallpox virus. There's two people, you know, one or two people should have control of these lands. Okay. Either those who can fight smallpox off and those who can't. Okay. And it's the one who could. That's the one who won. But also, uh, here's the thing. How much of it was their land? Because, I mean, it wasn't like they drew yeah. states. Did we get the plans? Did they do there a were, survey beforehand? Well, here's the thing, though. There were a bunch of different tribes that I were at the war aerial, with each other want, all the time. I want the aerial photos of the <laughs> land before this all was taken. I think yeah. you're right about that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like all. Can you really call all the land? Come on. Come on, man. Not yeah. without a contract. <laughs> This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. 
Rising fees made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and the network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering the Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to DashDAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash.org. What are we talking about? Oh, I have no idea. Um, Jacob Chansley, who rose to notoriety as the QAnon shaman. <laughs> Following the J6 U.S. Capitol riot, plans to run for Congress as a libertarian. Um, he became the face of the attack because of his really cool outfit that he wore. Uh, filed paperwork on Thursday declaring his interest in running as a candidate in Arizona's 8th Congressional District. Can't talk today. All right. He's, he uh, was sentenced to 41 months in federal prison. After pleading guilty, he was let out after Tucker Carlson did that special after they got all the January 6th footage. Really? Yeah. The, huh. the footage showed that he literally just had a Capitol Police escort. Oh, that's the, right. That's like, right. Like he just walked with him and they're like, hey, man, what's going on? And then the guy's like, cool outfit, bro. You want to come in here and walk around? And you're like, yeah. So he just carries his thing in there. Yeah. You know, they're talking about the weather and, and football. And well, it's stuff. probably because the police were scared <clears throat> out of their minds. Yeah. Yeah, that a terrorist. They were walking with a terrorist. He goes up there. They take some pictures and stuff. And basically, you got the the footage of that. And they they oh, was he scheduled to be released? Do the time serve? Okay. Oh, just timing with the Tucker tape. See, I thought that it was an early release, and it had something to do with that. But my bad, my bad on that. I didn't realize he got time served. Almost had some fake news, but luckily we're we're live with the Fed mm-hmm. Haters Club. And they can give us this information. It's interesting that he can't vote. So Arizona law prohibits people convicted of felonies from voting until they have completed their sentence and had their civil rights restored. However, the U.S. Constitution does not bar convicted felons from holding federal office. Now, that's interesting. Here's the other reason I'm super interested in this. This is the real reason I wanted to talk about it. There are court cases going around in the United States right now. Now, I believe it was Minnesota dismissed one of them but people are trying to use the 14th amendment uh, which section 3 I believe says that you can't hold public office if you engage in an insurrection against the United States and people are trying to use the 14th amendment to take Trump off the ballot in specific states I think Nevada is still trying to decide on this what's interesting to me is this is a guy who actually went to prison kind of for engaging in an insurrection against the United States. It was a riot, you know, and he went where he, he wasn't illegally allowed to go. So it just depends on what you want to call it. And so what I'm interested in is if this ends up going to court and if they say, well, uh, it wasn't an insurrection, like, you know, it was a riot. No, but it was an insurrection. And then that just kind of... I mean, this guy walked around with Capitol Police. What like, I want to know is, is this guy just trying to help Trump get out of some trouble right now? Because if they're going to say he wasn't engaged in an insurrection against the United States and let him run for office, well, then they're not going to say Trump was engaged in an insurrection against the United States. But he was engaged ruled, in election fraud. or what? Yeah, whatever they want. That's, 
That's what they're going to get them on. Yeah, he was trying to steal an election. Mm-hmm. But the the insurrection clause is the one that's in the 14th Amendment that they're trying to get him knocked off the ballot for. So I'm wondering if this is going to kind of help Trump legally with some of those So some even of those if he questions. does go to prison, then he'll still win the presidency. Could. I yeah. don't know. I mean, the polling shows it going down, but I don't... You mean Trump winning yeah. the presidency? No, nah, nah, he's not going to win it from prison. From jail. The polling flips... Which is dumb to me. Like on the like what we talked about last week or the week before Trump winning and all those polls. And then when they asked them, yeah, but what if he gets convicted of one of these crimes? And then all of a sudden the polls flip and Biden's winning all of those states. And I'm like, really? The people who said they were gonna vote for Trump like haven't made up their mind on what they think about these crimes that he's accused of right now that they're gonna completely flip if he gets convicted of one of these things. Also, they don't think it's cool that you're going to have a president in prison. That'd be pretty, I mean, <laughs> that's where most of them belong anyway. So yeah. it's, it's fitting. You don't think it's cool that that'd be know? cool. Bailey says tiger King is going to win. Also, if so, he becomes president, does he still get secret service in prison? I mean, how does that work? I'm not sure. Do, does that mean that they have to go to prison? Technically they are. Yeah. You know, do you think a president would actually go to prison or would he be like under house arrest? Probably house arrest. Like can't leave Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Can't leave the White House. <laughs> He's stuck there. <laughs> You're a flight risk. <laughs> yeah. Stay at the White House. Oh, God. All right, folks. Coming up, we're going to be doing Dumb Bleep of the Week. If you don't know what Dumb Bleep of the Week is, that is everyone's favorite part of the show. That's everyone's favorite episode every week on our daily podcast called Good Morning Liberty. You can get to that podcast by going to BernieLies.com on your browser or by going to GoodMorningLiberty.us, finding it on our brand spanking new website, or you can search Good Morning Liberty in your favorite podcast app. How can you get one of your submissions on the air? Well, you can tweet us or X us or whatever, or you can join the Fed Haters Club at JoinGML.com and put it in the Dumb Bleep of the Week submissions channel. So maybe you can win. We'll be right back. Free Talk Live. Liberty at night on the Free Talk Live network with Nate and Charlie coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee on our podcast every day. Good morning, Liberty. We do something called Dumb Bleep of the Week. Let's vote. Uh, Number one by the way, is Hillary Rodham Clinton is her name. That's what she, uh, that's what she goes by. Yeah. Rodman. Rodman. <laughs> she should be the president right now. You know, we could have her instead of Joe Biden because she definitely would have won re-election, you know, and we would have had eight years of Clinton once again. And hey, you look back at Bill, people were pretty happy during Bill. We looked we got, at the numbers. I mean, we had peak employment. We got the internet during Bill. Participation. Who knows what new technology could have been formed if we just would have had Hillary. The budget was years, balanced. You know, for a little bit. Yeah. Like three months they the had a balanced budget. The country's debt was <laughs> minuscule. I mean, oh, that blowjob really the, sent America off a cliff. Be, gosh. Ever since then. Dang it. You see? You see, that's why you should wait until marriage. 
folks. And that's okay? why women shouldn't be in the office? But you shouldn't be married to this crazy person right here. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is warning against Trump in 2024. You know why? Because he's Hitler. That's, <laughs> Just still, in case you were wondering. They're still comparing. <laughs> yeah. Trump to Hitler. This is so ridiculous. In fact, I we, bet she supports Hamas, though. <laughs> no, no, she's all in for all in for Israel for sure. Let's just play the clip from the View. Hey, we had a View clip last week, and now we're going to play another one because the things on that show were a dumb bleep goldmine. Here we go, Hillary. Let's hear you. People would get legitimately elected. Mm-hmm. And then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Right. And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, though, dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies would be like, "Okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And, And they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yeah. what he intends to right. do while they're trying People to put him in jail. <laughs> they're trying to put him in jail, but he's the one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is funny. We're still doing this Trump is Hitler thing. Like yeah. we, is it just that he was going to be Hitler in his second term? And that was while, the problem. This First is, term Trump was not Hitler. All the, the while term. Zelensky's also canceling the election in Ukraine. <laughs> for, it's for democracy, though. I know. It's dangerous to have an election during this time. That would just give so, Russia targets. Oh, yeah. You know? It would. People showing up to the polls. Just bomb the polls. <sighs> is this whole Trump is Hitler thing going to work again? Probably. I have no idea. For some people, it's going to work. They're going to be, even though we had four years and he didn't put any more people in camps than the last guy. Okay, so we have the same amount of people in camps <laughs> that we had. In fact, Biden, probably freed some people from. Actually, camps. there might be more kids in cages these days under Biden than there were with uh, with Trump. Oh, I was talking Just, about like you know, war prison camps, like oh, okay, Guantanamo and stuff. I was talking about ending uh, the wars, migrants. Ending the wars probably kept some people out of cages. That's possible, indefinitely. I wouldn't say ending the wars, but not starting new wars. Right? He definitely stepped up the bombing, and it was crazy the whole Syria thing where he wanted to get out of Syria, and they're like, no, no. We're not gonna, we're not gonna leave Syria. Yeah, and then, um, and then he's like, no, no, I went to get out of Syria, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we got you, <laughs> we got you, oh, we got you, yeah, okay. don't worry about it. We're say gonna, it. we're gonna leave. Say it louder. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, dumb bleep number We've one goes to Syria a lot lately. Yeah, man, it sucks to not live in the U.S. So uh, here we go. That's number one. Let's get on to number two. This crazy thing happening. I don't know if they caught this guy yet. But Charlie, I don't know if you saw online, massive FBI manhunt, helicopters, breaking down doors, all kinds of stuff for this guy who was, who participated in the January 6th (laughs) insurrection. They found the guy that I guess people hadn't found yet and someone tipped him off. And I think, I mean, he looks like a Nazi. What I learned, (laughs) well, I mean, he's got some of the qualifications of a Nazi. He's white. He's got blonde hair, blue eyes, it kind of blue eyes. So mm. yeah, kind of, he must be a Nazi. That's, that's what I can Probably see. The reason he was connected to the Jan six worst attack in American history. From what I heard, this guy potentially allegedly that is the face. He made hating democracy right there. He pepper sprayed a cop mm. on Jan six, which almost destroyed our democracy. And that pepper spray is a very strong spray. You know. It was anti-democracy paper, mm-hmm. pepper spray. So a manhunt is underway in New Jersey for a man wanted in connection with the J6 assault. 
nearly three years ago. With helicopters overhead and police on the ground, including the FBI, the search continues for Gregory Yetman. <laughs> That's a Nazi name if I ever heard of it right there, exactly. Gregory. Nazi. Law enforcement zeroed in on a home on Main Street in the Middlesex County of Helmetta, keeping the road closed for hours. I bet lives right next door to Costco. Yeah. It was scary, a neighbor said. I'm still on the edge, as you can see. That man who asked not to be identified said the commotion began around 6.30 a.m. I look outside, there's two guys with assault rifles, two over there, two over, two over there. They were all over the place. I walk outside a little bit, I asked the officer, he said, go inside. We didn't really know what's going on. It was scary. I was scared, so I walked outside. (laughs) Yetman fled when the FBI was attempting to execute a warrant, hopping a fence into a heavily wooded area that authorities combed through all day. Now, this is something where it gets heavily... should have picked it. It, combed. it gets heavily, <laughs> heavily executed or heavily escalated because originally you're wanted for pepper spraying a cop and participating in an insurrection against your country, which gets you thrown in prison for life these days. And um, now he's running from the FBI, which has caused all kinds of more commotion. It's made him seem even more dangerous than he was beforehand. There's actually a a, a news clip I wanted to play of them talking about this dangerous, dangerous manhunt that's uh, that's going on, and you just hear the fear in in people's voices when they're talking about. Is this. he armed and spicy? You know, the mayor of the town <laughs> because of the pepper spray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. The uh, mayor of the town telling everyone to lock their doors, saying that this is a dangerous man yeah. on the loose right now. Uh, that is let's now hear what going they got. On to its seventh hour. SWAT teams and police have been on the ground in Middlesex County searching for a man wanted in connection with the assault on the U.S. Capitol nearly three years ago. This is happening in Helmetta, New Jersey. CBS 2's Jenna DeAngelis is there live with the latest on the search. Jenna. Maurice and Christine, at this hour, police are still searching for that man. Investigators spent much of the day at and around the home behind me here. We're told the FBI was trying to serve a warrant and he fled. With helicopters overhead and police on the ground, including the FBI, the search is ongoing for Gregory Yetman, who's wanted in connection with the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Law enforcement zeroing in on this home on Main Street, keeping the road closed for hours. It was scary, and I'm still... You can see I'm on edge. This neighbor who asked we keep his face off camera says the commotion began around 6.30 this morning. I look outside. Yes, the officer. Hey, I, man, I want to get to the mayor. Police say Yetman fled when the FBI was attempting to execute a warrant. Spotswood's public school sheltered in place, although students were off today. It was scary at first to know that the town was on lockdown and we didn't know why. Ginny Werner got an alert on her phone. No immediate threat to Spotswood residents. It's just very... Un- I just, okay, so... As you hear this, the school sheltered in place, even though there weren't any kids there, they got a text, scary text, said no immediate threat to residents. The mayor's out there telling people to stay indoors, and the FBI's like, yeah, we don't think the guy's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) This just, the thing gets blown so much out of proportion because the guy fled now, which makes him into like a serial killer that's on the loose. And it's just, 
here's this guy who might have been there on J6 himself through, by looking at him, but I don't know. Unusual for this town. This has been a very safe town. Not much ever goes on. And so this is a little... Um, it's still a safe town. The most dangerous thing there is the freaking FBI. Okay? <laughs> That's why it's dangerous. There's a guy running around with pepper spray. This guy- <laughs> <laughs> it's a salt pepper spray, yeah, though. You gotta be careful. <laughs> every female in this town probably has on her keychain. You know? Dangerous weapon, that pepper spray. <laughs> Overwhelming. A command post has been set up at the Helmetta Community Center. Post. The town's mayor says the FBI is determined to find Yetman. His message to residents? If you know something or if you see something, say something, and certainly err on the side of caution. Um, most importantly, the safety of our community is paramount, and law enforcement agencies have reassured me that we are in a safe place right now. The guy mm-hmm. participated... In a, in a protest that turned into a riot three years ago. And now they don't know where he is. He's been there the whole time. <laughs> and they're all acting like there's like a mass yeah. murder on the loose right now. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's great. Good Lord. Doesn't the FBI have better things to do? No. Look at all the resources. FBI, a, ATF, a all these people. Thing, Alcohol, tobacco, Nate, and mace cans. A better thing to do than to find... One of the perpetrators who tried to take down That's our true. democracy? That's true. It's a very dangerous individual. Is, is mm-hmm. there anything greater that the FBI could be doing <laughs> right is now? Their number one job is to keep us safe. I mean, so it's, <sighs> you're talking about destroying democracy here. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Speaking of destroying <laughs> democracy, we've got dumb bleep number three. We just talked about different ways to fund wars like a week ago, mm-hmm. you know, using war bonds and letting people borrow the money. Well, I'd like to thank President Zelensky for being a listener and a subscriber to the show because <laughs> now he's out here asking for a loan. And that's how you know it's gotten really bad. Is and that's that, how you know he listens to the show. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, we just brought this up. And that's how you know it's gotten really bad because he's not just expecting all the free handouts anymore. Now he's literally going on the news to ask that he can borrow money from the American people. Let's just hear him talking about that. I think it's I think it's in English, pretty sure. If you can't give us can't give us some financial support, okay. Okay, please give us a credit and we will give you back money after the war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I bet you will. Yep. <clears throat> That's what I tell my friends I borrow money from too. Is it fake? I thought it was real. I, let me let me check and see if it's Uh-oh. fake then it's fake but i i saw this from what i considered up until now to be trusted news sources so let me we'll figure that out oh it's pretty dumb that's for sure i feel like i saw a couple news headlines talking about this uh the problem with giving them a loan is that they're probably not going to exist in a couple of years and so you want to get that paid back pretty quick or get like a You'd need like 300% interest on that, probably. Like a good payoff. You want like maybe a 10 to 1 payoff instead. I think you, you know? can buy Ukrainian bonds. Yeah, they I have mean, bonds. Yeah. So They're just people aren't buying them. Yeah. People, <laughs> for some reason, that's weird. Because you want to get paid back when right. you buy the bond, and it's tough to get paid back by a country that doesn't exist. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's got to be pretty big interest. I take it, actually, this is kind of a white pill if it is real, because it means he knows that he's not just going to be getting these $100 billion payments anymore. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a good thing. Speaking of war and war funding, Marjorie 
Taylor Green is out there. Go ahead, Chuck. Number four. She uh, tweets, Israel is literally dominating in their war with Hamas after being brutally attacked, killing thousands of innocent people, and and not one single American dollar has been spent on that war yet. Just think about that. Well, luckily (laughs) for us, X now has this uh, reader's added context. Do we even need the community note for this? No. Like everyone knows that we, what does she think they did with all of the other billions of dollars that they've been given? You know, we have to send like a special war appropriation for them or they are not using any of our money. Like, oh yeah, we sent them bombs last year, but we subsidize Israel all the time. (laughs) All kinds of stuff. Uh, so the readers out of context here. Not one single American dollar is false since war, war, World War II. The U.S. has given Israel $260 billion in aid. Much of it went to military, plus another $10 billion for their Iron Dome defense system, which they are currently using at this war. The grants acquire the buying of American tech. Require, not acquire, says, I would say. It says acquire, but I think it yeah, would be require. Be, yeah, require. So, I mean, then they provide all their sources, which I appreciate them for doing that. But this is so clearly not true that they're not using American money. This is a representative. Yes. In the United States Congress. She votes on what people to war with. She votes on what to do with your money. And I think she she might be an idiot. I think that's... Pretty true also. I could post that and community notes isn't going to touch it. I'll tell you that. I'll post that she's an idiot. But you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Readers out of context. Truth. Okay, something I said Ron DeSantis earlier, but he's not getting the dumb. This is going to go to NBC News. Just not big Ron DeSantis supporters over here, but they he got a fact check from NBC News. The mainstream legacy media, the ones that don't spread any misinformation. Mm-hmm or disinformation, anything like that. They just have the truth in mind all the time. So that's why they do these fact checks. Ron DeSantis said during the debate this week that he said, I sent planes over to Israel and I brought back over 700 people to safety, to which he probably got a round of applause. Like he flew the plane over there? No, he sent them. But he said, I brought back. The plane landed and the guy got out and he said, I'm here under direct orders. From the governor of Florida. Mm. No, I don't. I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, but NBC News says fact checking Ron DeSantis is a claim that he. And they're like, "Well, I got to bring my daughter. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come with you under under one condition." <laughs> God, what does he say? Uh, did, I don't did know. Who put you up to this? Oh, oh crazy Willie! Crazy Willie! Crazy <laughs> Willie! We're talking put you about up to a this? movie, kids. We're talking about a movie from uh, 1998 right now during Armageddon. the middle of the show. The fact check from... Afraid I don't know, Crazy <laughs> Willie, sir. I'm dead serious. <laughs> it's so sad. Have you seen recent videos of Bruce Willis? You know, Is that true? Oh, I, yeah. He's, he's full-blown. He's worse than Biden. Did he, bad. Get, did he get like MS or something? Did, it's some kind of early onset dementia thing. I, huh. don't, I don't know what it is, but... It's it's sad because he's always he been one of my favorite. Just actors did like Die Hard up. Six like two years ago. Oh, no, Die Hard hasn't came out in a while. You're thinking of one of the other terrible movies he did recently. <laughs> he did a lot of bad ones. Yeah, he's non he's nonverbal now. That's crazy for the, for the most part. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about that? Okay, fact check on DeSantis saying that he sent planes. 
NBC News says this is half true. DeSantis signed an executive order that allowed the Florida Division of Emergency Management to pay for Americans in Israel to fly back to the U.S., but the flights were organized by a nonprofit, and DeSantis' primary role was to fund the flights. Nearly 700 people were evacuated, according to the governor's office. (laughs) So they, it wasn't, the fact that he signed an order that paid for the flights to take place anyway, I guess NBC decided was missing context or whatever because the planes didn't take off from I Miami mean, and go pick up people from Israel. I think he's or whatever. I mean, I thought it was a lie. Yeah. Because sounded he, like a he lie. said I brought back. Mm-hmm. That sounds like to me that you went there. Kind of. Yeah. Well, he said I sent planes. And then he said I brought back. Yeah, he didn't say I rode in a plane or flew in a plane. So half know. true. See, half the statement is true. I, I guess know. NBC News is correct. No, it's just really dumb that they have to, you're supposed to, hold them in the highest regard at their legacy media status. And of course, they're always talking about the misinformation you see out there all the time. And they pick this apart in a way that they would never do, by the way, if Biden signed an executive order that released a bunch of money to pay the a nonprofit that was going to go pick up people from Israel and come back and to pay for those people. They would say, oh yeah, Biden rescued all those people from Israel. Yeah. We can get a fact check half true thing on it but of course that's what we get these days that's dumbleat number five nbc news that's great oh community notes for the win once again community notes says the governor the governor ordered the evacuation via an executive order the mechanics of how it was done doesn't negate the fact that the governor's statement is true well thank you community notes that's great charlie read this number six (laughs) number six from vox the problem isn't inflation it's prices. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Imagine being so economically ignorant. I get it. Economics is boring. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a while to get through. It's, it's real boring stuff, which is why most people don't understand it because it's boring. And, but then you, you get to write for a publication that's become decently large and you get to uh, tweet things like this. By the way, the way that we measure inflation is in the increase in prices year over year, meaning the like that 9.1% inflation print was a mixture of different increases in prices from the previous year. So you're essentially saying the problem isn't prices, it's, it's prices. prices. <laughs> That's what you're actually saying. Yeah. Now, I read the article and... It's almost dumber just that this is uh, the state of the world that we live in. The article said basically nothing except for the fact that people don't like that prices are high. And it was an article about how people don't like it when prices are high on things. I mean, they didn't even... To give them credit and not say that they're so terrible on economics, they didn't even talk about economics in the article. So they really are completely ignorant. talked about prices being too high. Yeah. And that's it. Now, they did make one statement that was kind of... Kind of funny, which is <clears throat> the fact that um, this first paragraph, the root of what's going on can feel obvious, blame inflation, which picked up in mid-2021 and throughout 2022, but that isn't really the issue anymore, at least not at the current rate, because inflation is coming down. The actual problem is prices. But that's, see, that's the, this it, is, this is actual misinformation. Inflation. <laughs> because inflation isn't coming down. Now, the rate of inflation is coming down. Yeah. But the inflation but still, is down, but it's inflation. But it's still higher mm-hmm. 
than what it was even last year. Now, once again, the way that we measure inflation is through price increases. We think about it like devaluing the dollar and stuff, and it does devalue the dollars that you have, but we measure it by looking at prices on things. And so when they say inflation is coming down, he could say price increases are slowing down, but the problem is prices you know, and substitute that for inflation because mm-hmm. people, I think, just don't get it. But um, yeah, we still have inflation. If it's 3.7%, that still means that that's what prices are increasing on the basket of goods that they talk about. It's not 9.1 like it used to be, but it's still 3.7, which means the prices are still going up. There's nothing about inflation going from 9.1 to 3.7 that would mean prices would come down. Because of that, you need deflation. You would have to have deflation at that point in time. Yeah. So, um, okay, uh, I, we could also you could also go back to 2020 or early. Yeah, I think it was 2020 during the CARES Act. You could go back and listen to our episodes from three years ago, and you could hear us talk about that inflation was coming. Oh yeah, we called it. Any, I remember we. I remember calling out all these modern monetary theorist folks, like uh, yeah, but the. See, we say it's because of the money, but they know it's because greedy corporations raise their prices. Yeah. That's what it was. Exactly. They didn't have to raise their prices. No. You know? Dude, they have record prices. If everyone would just agree to have a ceasefire on price raising for a bit, everything would be fine. So, um, okay. But instead, we're killing innocent children with these prices. (laughs) That could be true. More Dumb Bleep of the Week coming right up on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. night with Nate and Charlie. We're in the middle of Dumb Bleep of the Week. Let's get going with number seven. Number seven, we talked about this uh, earlier in the President Trump and the uh, American Academy. Mm. The American Academy. When are all the Trump supporters going to realize that this dude is just a Democrat from from New York? They don't care because they don't have any actual principles. Like They care that he technically runs as a Republican, and so he's not a Democrat, Charlie. He calls the media fake he's, news. He's a Republican. And then they care because they are obsessed with Trump and because he punches back. Mm-hmm. That's it. They don't care what he could literally, Trump could come out and say he wants Medicare for all. And they'd be like, ah, I've written Medicare for all. It's an awesome idea. Yeah. Tax the rich. They don't care. Because <laughs> Trump said it. They don't have any actual principles. I know. But I just, ah, man, I, how can so many like <clears throat> conservatives get duped. I just don't get it. Like it goes against everything you grew up believing. Mm -hmm. We can't let this happen. It's time to offer something dramatically different. Under the plan I'm announcing today, we will take the billions and billions of dollars that we will collect by taxing, fining, and suing excessively large private university endowments. What's excessively large? And we will then use that money to endow a new institution called the American Academy. Its mission will be to make a truly world-class education available to every American free of charge and do it without adding a single dime to the federal debt. This is no different from anyone else saying that they're going to tax the rich to pay for something. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. We brought up, you brought up on... Monday or whatever day it was that we talked about this, that what happens when they run out of the money from those endowments? What happens when people take that money? First off, the endowments, with a lot of it's invested in the market. I'm sure most of it is. You know, what happens when that starts to disappear, when they're having to worry about getting taxed? 
And then you still have the American Academy that needs whatever budget it's running on, which is going to be too high of a budget. And they don't have any more money to take away from these institutions. Also, because people have stopped giving them money and putting them into those endowments because they know it's just going to get taxed to run Trump University. <laughs> and, and so they find other things to do yeah. with the money. The other uh, thing is... Man, gonna, next year is going to be so fun. going to take them a while to put this together, to build it, you know. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure the website is going to cost about a trillion dollars. I mm-hmm. mean, think about it. And that's fine. You just tax... To be able to have, you know, 100 million Americans on there taking classes? You just... Tax the rich. It's obviously people of color don't even know how to get on there because they don't even know no. how to use the oh, internet. This whole idea. It's going to disproportionately affect people exactly. of color still. See, that's another problem that we've forgotten. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up is that this university is racist. It is. In the first place because yeah. black people don't know how to use the internet. Yeah. And so how are and you'll they? you'll probably need a, a license, I bet, to sign up. For whites only. Yeah. That's it. You'll probably so, need a license to sign up. Mm-hmm. I bet. More than likely. Yeah. They got to check your ID. And we know, yeah. you know, based on the videos we saw people walking around interviewing black people, that black people don't have IDs. That's exactly what they all said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We heard that. Those, like, once they got done freaking out over this magical thing that was in front of them recording their faces, you know, because they'd never seen one before. <laughs> yeah. Then they were like, yeah, I don't have an ID. Right. And we heard that from the <laughs> left. I mean, that's coming straight from NBC. And you know, they tell the truth. The other thing is, by the time this is finished, Gavin Newsom is going to be running it because it's going to take him that long and Trump's not even going to be the president anymore. And you're basically creating a streamlined communist university that the government can do whatever the hell they want with. You just said for all eternity. Trump's not going to be president anymore, which means you think that he might be president. If he wins, this is in the event that he wins the election. I don't think he will still. This will never get, this will never. Well, I don't want to say that. I have a feeling I have a feeling that this has been like the plan all along for Trump government. University? Well, for government to fully take over education. Oh, yeah. Like K through <clears throat> everything. And, you know, they first took over the loans, right? And so now, after that, now they're going to fully take over. It's just going to be, it's gonna and be it's government gonna, education. And, and if, like, if he wins and if they did this, the crazy part about that is that they could take it all over and it would be the right and the Republicans that would do it and finish the process for them because they're going to be the ones allegedly that would build this. And mm-hmm. then once they're out of office, uh, they'll just put whatever the heck they want in that thing. Who, who knows? Yeah. It'd be commie university. That's all I mean, it's going to be. Uh, based on history, <clears throat> governments are just really good at running everything. I don't know why we just don't have them do everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they should. They should run I mean, every Public utilities, thing. public sewers. Public internet. Public internet. Public housing. For everyone. You go to those public housing places, houses are in tip-top shape. Way know? better than this dump that I live in. I know. So we should definitely do that. You're on to something there, Chuck. Public food. Oh, God, we made it to this. This is number eight. This is number eight. Here's a video of a girl getting pulled over um and that's all the information i'm going to give you i wasn't able to fully watch the whole video earlier because i got too uncomfortable <laughs> uh, and so here's the here's the video two months ago okay i just got changed around okay do you understand what's going on though yes. you're going into oncoming yes. traffic i know and i just decided that it was better just to turn around really 
Okay. But I'm sorry. I just have like really bad social anxiety and stuff. I get you. I don't want to step out whenever you're asking for stuff. Okay. Well, we're past that. Just go ahead and step out. As an indigenous person. Right back here, please. Miss Perry? Am I... Well, I'm non-binary, so... Okay. What do you go by? Kai. How can I refer to you tonight? Kai? Kai? Okay. Hey, I'm smelling alcohol. I know. How much have you consumed tonight? Like, probably three drinks. I need to run you through some tests right now. Stand facing me, please. But I just want you to know that I also have very bad social anxiety. You and me both. Okay. Okay. Any recent head trauma... Traumatic brain injuries, anything I need to know about? Uh, mental, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Focus on my finger, please. I am. You're just, like, trying to intimidate me. I don't know how I'm trying to do that. This is the test. As you know, as an indigenous person, and there's a bunch of sh going around, I'm sorry, but it's just for me to be on my toes. I get you. Can you remember that I told you that I'm non-binary? Yeah, I'll try my hardest. I'll refer to you as Kai, right? Yes. Perfect. I need to know if you have any injuries or anything that would prevent you from doing a standard walk or a turn tonight. Mental health. Um, any physical injuries? Mental, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Okay. Mental, PTSD, depression, anxiety. I get you. What else you want? Now with your right foot, place it in front of your left in a heel-to-toe touching manner with your arms by your side, just like this, ma'am. Not call me ma'am, please. I'm trying my hardest. Okay, cool. Okay. It means a lot to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man, so. Okay. It's kind of triggering. Right foot in front of your left. Nope, go back. I'm sorry, but the whole man thing just like. I apologize. Let's see if we can move forward from it. You have zero questions? <laughs> no, but I just want to tell you that I suffer from. Really bad anxiety, especially in memory loss, apparently. Uh, with generational trauma and PTSD around trauma. white people and cops. Like white people and cops. It's just I'm gonna speak with you right over here, okay? No. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and place your hands behind your back. Don't, dude. Don't make don't, it hard. Please. Don't make it hard. No, no. you're You're gonna get a resistance. Dude, I you're gonna get a I don't don't resist don't listen to me don't resist don't you're being Come a here. white man and <laughs> no <laughs> I followed all of your shit like as an indigenous person like you guys you guys are scaring me there's nothing to be afraid of <laughs> yes there is it's called <laughs> I want more <laughs> Uh, yes. This is what we're producing, folks. This is it. Defund colleges. Get all. <laughs> get everyone out. Homeschool your kids. Turn off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. She pulled every she, manipulation. She tactic non-binary. Goes by Kai, so she was triggered because he said, "Ma'am." Well, Kai was triggered, not she. Whatever. You're trying your hardest. Yeah. You're trying I'm your trying best. My hardest. Can we move you forward? <laughs> Can hey, we move forward from this? Props to him for handling that, by the way. Uh, yeah, he did okay. a really good job. He stayed calm. Yeah. And I do I do like that underhanded smart ass he did. He I did know. like let's you know, let's just try to move forward from it, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
she kept. I think out of it, I just would have been like, say she. "Shut up!" Yeah, you know. I mean, you're being a white man. She should have never. <laughs> she should have never consented to the searches as a libertarian. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't consent if you didn't want. You're if just you didn't want to get do arrested it. anyway. Yeah, but that's you know? fine. Just be like, hey, I don't consent to doing these tests. You don't have to be indigenous for that. <laughs> you don't have to be non-binary for that. You know? Oh my God. It's just, God, it's the victim mentality. I know that they've created. And she somehow thought that that was going to, you know, keep her make, from getting it, make a, him go away at that time. A, a Dewey. So, Okay, uh, something else that we mentioned on Wednesday, but I wanted to talk more about the critique of Mr. Beast. That was number eight, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is number nine. Uh, Mr. Beast built 100 wells in Africa, uh, helping providing clean drinking water for 500,000 people. Activists say his... But act- now he's monetizing those videos. Mm-hmm. You know, Activists say his actions shamed the Kenyan government and helped perpetuate the stereotype that Africa is dependent on handouts. Yeah, just like that whole village through a welcome party. <laughs> they were so upset about making the Kenyan government look bad. That's, you know, no, no, sir, we do not want your water. Yeah. No, the Kenyan no. government might feel bad. We are, we're willing to die until our government can get here to to drill these for us. We don't want to perpetuate the stereotype. Okay, aspiring Kenyan politician Francis Gaitho criticize Donaldson is his real name, real last name video saying on X that it perpetuated the stereotype that Africa is dependent on handouts and philanthropic intervention. Um, it doesn't, doesn't mean they're dependent on it, but do they have clean water or not? Yeah. You know, for see. thousands of years, uh, we didn't have clean water, you know, sanitation killed a lot of people, a lot of people by mm-hmm. the way. And it wasn't until, I believe the Greeks and the Romans and the, I mean the Incas they developed you know aquifers and stuff aqueducts to help with that because they realized it's like, really oh, when people realize that you don't poop uphill yeah you know mm-hmm. you, you want to go end of the line yeah end of the line for and that the water, could have taken generations know? by the way oh yeah it did you know people got sick and like mm-hmm. oh I don't know why we're sick and then you noticed eventually someone noticed somebody got smart yeah. enough you know and they were like oh. Mm-hmm. People who keep going to the to the well or the stream at the lower end of the stream, they're the ones that keep getting sick. Yeah, and then you know, eventually. Uh, by the way, you can only go like three or four days without water mm. before you die. Mister, maybe a week. I thought it was eleven days total. I don't know. No? It's not much. Is it not that much? It's not much. Remember that one time that politician went like a whole day when he was, uh, or it was like it was like twelve hours, yeah, or so. Um, some critics have accused Donaldson—that's Mr. Beast—of exploiting vulnerable people to generate views and revenue. But he said on X that I'm always going to use my channel to help people and try to inspire my audience to do the same. So that's this. Um, a general rule of thumb is a person can survive without water for about three days. Three days. Okay. Some people can go longer. It depends. It obviously depends because every human's different. But mm. general rule of thumb is three days. Okay. 
Three days. So I don't know where I heard eleven. This is literally this is literally an actual need. Yeah, you got to have it, and it needs to be clean. Yeah, you know, and you need to not spend your entire day carrying water back from the Shits Creek that you're going to get your water from. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's the name of a show. You didn't guess. I I know that's how I said it. Shits Creek. I said the the show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let me see. One of the people who has also been working to do wells uh, in Africa praised Donaldson for shining the spotlight on the need for clean water, but warned that the issue is sustainability. It's one thing to go in and install the well. It's another for us to go back to three, four, five years from now and see if the well is still functional. Uh, 60% of the wells are broken uh, when they go back and people go back to drinking from the creek. Okay, it's still good that he put them in there. Like before you can talk about maintenancing and repairing wells, there needs to be a well. So okay, so that's like repair. step one before you fund maintenance and repair on wells is that there is a well to maintenance and repair. And by the way, even if the well works for four years and then it breaks, there's four years worth of people drinking clean water. And when you're talking about 500,000 people, you could probably save like 10,000 people's lives by giving, letting them drink clean water for four years, you know? At least. So it's it's still good. You don't need to find a way to make it not good, you know? It's a good yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So let things be good. That's like, say, that's like saying we should be allowed to murder babies because they might end up in foster care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want them to be poor. Right. That's terrible. No one ever successful has come from foster care or adoption or anything like that. You know? No one. <laughs> Okay, number 10, right quick. Oh, I saw this. Now, you might think, if you're watching, that this is a video of a child who went to a football game and put on uh, eye, eye black, I believe they call it. You face paint to keep the, the sun uh, from, I don't know, I've never played a sport. Or the lights. In my life. Lights. From reflecting. Whatever it is. Yeah. But when you're not playing the football or whatever, you're just going there and kind of supporting the team. Like, you you're looking up to your heroes out there, the gladiators on the field, and they're all wearing it. And so so you want to wear that as well. You might think that that's what you're looking at, but what you're looking at is the face of white supremacy mm-hmm. right here. Because yep. this kid, this is not a old photo of Justin Trudeau. This is a photo of a kid. Or Robert Downey Jr. Who put eye black on his face uh, to support the football team and got suspended for blackface. Oh, these are all pictures of people who put on a whole bunch of crazy face paint when they play football. Some of them are white. Some of them are black. In fact, there's a white guy sitting next to not a white guy right here. And um, I don't know if this guy got in trouble or not. Uh, here's this white guy. He's like, oh, God, they caught me wearing blackface. <laughs> you see that face right there. Um, no, it's just something that you do when you're sportsing. But in 2023... This is too close to wearing blackface, I guess. So the middle schooler suspended and banned from sporting events after being accused of wearing blackface. So ridiculous. This is a thing. This is a thing that happens. This is a photo of the student in question taken at Friday night football game. He wasn't the only student to have painted face there, and there were no reports of him displaying bad behavior at the game. In fact, security guards and police officers were present the entire night without incident. He didn't try to lynch a single black person the whole time. <laughs> One security guard, who happens to be in Africa, of African-American descent, even reportedly joked with a student to make his spikes bigger by adding more paint. 
It wasn't until the student's parent was called into the principal's office the next week that there was any indication that there was an issue with the student's face paint. Convinced it was a misunderstanding, the parent explained that a fellow student had painted the 13-year-old's face as an expression of school spirit. The style of paint for sporting events had become a trend on TikTok and showed the above photo to the principal. Unfortunately, the principal remained adamant that the suspension of the student would be necessary and the photo proved to be blackface. (laughs) God. I don't even know what to say. I I know. It's, It's so, you know, he goes to the game... Do you think anyone, like as as his parent, you know your first like your first reaction? How do you not like burn down the school? <laughs> yeah. You know, or just like punch the principal right in the face? Yeah, you know, I'll show you blackface. <laughs> How about two black eyes? Did you say black guys? Black eyes. Black eyes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Broke my nose. Do you think anyone at the game had a problem with this? Other than the school administrators who've sat through hundreds of hours of DEI training and critical race theory training. I guarantee you someone that doesn't even go to this school saw a picture, sent it into the school with a big complaint, and then the school has to do something. Mm-hmm. Or just the principal's crazy. Yeah, this is also, a problem you know, with... this. I, I'm glad you brought up DEI because this is the problem with DEI. Okay. I went to a conference this week and was, uh, the opening session was on DEI. The opening session of the, the conference. Open, the opening session was about how, uh, including DEI is good for your organization so that you can mm. hire and keep talent. Now, I have to say the entire presentation was good. It was okay. really good. Like having empathy for people, trying to understand that people have different backgrounds and they think differently than you and all that stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. The problem comes in when they try to force it. Yeah. Because the entire time he spent, this guy spent was, was about how you shouldn't force your mm-hmm. morality or lived experience on someone else that you should try to be curious and not judgmental of someone else's morality or lived experience. And then you can kind of bring those together. But the problem is, is they want to, they want to force it. Yeah. Their morality by, and lived experiences on other people by stealing your money. <laughs> right. The person probably got paid a to, crap ton of money to go give that but speech, by the way, they want to steal your money to then like forcibly put certain people in certain positions based on background and skin color and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's dumb. It's you should always want the best person in each position. Like you should be a meritocracy. It doesn't the best person is the one who is in that position, not shouldn't have anything to do with the freaking color of their skin or the junk in their and pants. Then then they won't ever admit that it can go too far. Right? So like they talk about the you know having diversity of thought and you should think about, you know, how you put a team together to make decisions when there's issues or whatever and I'm like imagine imagine and we talk about this just with you know labor unions and stuff there would be no companies that would exist because if you put every decision up for a vote so that you had diversity of thought mm-hmm. for every decision the company was going to make to make sure all that diversity of thought got included most of the time there, the diversity of thought is 
should we do this or should we really do this? <laughs> it's never like, you know, their diversity of thought doesn't extend to, well, should we have a uh, Republican and a Democrat and a Libertarian come to an agreement on this uh, program or this thing? They're like, no. Should we do this or should we super do this? Yeah. You know, are we going to do it badly or are we going to really destroy everything? <laughs> you know, those yeah. are, that's their diversity, mm-hmm. just degrees of terrible thing they want to do. So, okay, let's, uh, let's get through the votes. Real quick, we'll go through the different things that are on here. Get your votes in. We've got... Or don't vote. I don't care. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Number one is Hillary Trump Hitler. Number two is the FBI manhunt for the super dangerous pepper spray, serial pepper sprayer. Uh, Number three, Zelensky needs a loan. We don't know. That could be AI or something. I'm not sure which one it is. Number four is uh, MTG, and we haven't given Israel any money for this war, you know, so... They're doing great so far. Number five, the NBC DeSantis fact check. Number six, it's not inflation. It's the prices that are the problem. It's not the prices, it's the prices. Number seven, Trump's American Academy. Number eight, I just called it Snowflake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever you want to call the indigenous non-binary. I saw a really good thing on it. I don't know where it was, but they were saying everyone is either you know, if you believe in the non-binary thing, then you believe that everyone is either binary or non-binary, which means it's binary once again, you know? So if you're non-binary, <laughs> you're either non-binary or you're not, <laughs> which is binary <laughs> once again. <laughs> Anyhow, that oh, was uh, number eight. Number nine is the Mr. Beast, and number 10 is blackface. All right, get your votes in. School. And while the uh, live group is voting... Snowflake wins. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, already yep. can tell you. We've called it with... Her name is Kai. With 80% of the votes in, Kai has won. Not Guy. Kai. Not ma'am. No, not ma'am. Mm-mm. That's this week's Dumb Bleep. And that is this week's Liberty at Night. If you want to hear more from myself, Nate, and Charlie, then go to our daily podcast, Good Morning Liberty, on your favorite podcast app, or you can listen to us again next week on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. If you want to move to the free state, and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com